Hello there, welcome to Scott and Ball's Rambling Podcast. Hello. Coming out here, enjoying some lovely Milky Bar uh, after the outcome of a particular match at Bound for Glory 2021. Yeah. Joined by a uh, not bitter at all, Paul Byrne. Hello, Paul. Yeah, I'm not, you got your chocolate, didn't you? Yeah, you, you came through on your, you know, the conditions of our prediction. What was the match again? It was a, it was a tag match, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. If it went the way you thought, I'd be bringing you a Mars bar right now. You would. Which I would have. But, you know, it went the way I, I thought didn't, it would. So you didn't, so there. So, ha. Huh? And we offer you a bit of my milky bar now to take the bitter taste of defeat away. I have, I have nicotine to deal with that. Mm. I prefer the taste of nicotine. It suits my palate. I'll just take the white chocolate for now. Thank yeah. you very much. But, yeah. Bound for Glory 2021. I mean, what a doozy that was, huh? Yeah, hell of a show. I mean, I think we have varying opinions on the show. I think, and weirdly, I think I may have enjoyed it more than Paul did. And we'll get into that all while we may uh, break down the card and everything. And just as well that that match, you know, the knockouts match went my way, the tag match that is, and I got my chocolate because. We were pretty much wrong collectively on the majority of predictions we made. We were, yes. We were indeed. I mean, a lot of the ones we had the same, we kind of were right on. I I think we were, I think we were right on the the digital media title. I think we... Oh, I said Jordan, you you said Chelsea Green, though. Did I say Chelsea Green? You might have. I mean, you said, I think you said it was between her and Jordan... But I can't remember if you officially went with one or the yeah. other. I did, I did mention Jordan Lowe, so, and I wasn't upset with Jordan 1. I've seen the finish to it, and I, yeah. I thought, like, you know, mm. awesome, you know? Strangely enough, though, when we were uh, watching it back, mm-hmm. we had to go through some ways to find a feed to actually watch it, because, like, mm-hmm. it was getting brought down the minute it was up kind of thing, you know what I mean? We had to we had to do some work there, but we found mm-hmm. it, and we got it. Yeah. Uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you one thing that gave me some amount of joy in the thing, in the whole thing, to see Johnny Swinger in the match. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think we, we both got the, the call your shot wrong. I mean, I was technically closer because my pick uh, was around for like the final three, final four kind of thing. Uh, we were both right in the main event. weren't We didn't see what would happen next coming. <laughs> no, we did not. I didn't want Trey to win. I had a feeling he would win. Yeah. Uh, and then he did, uh, and various other things didn't go way we thought. But is that a bad thing? Is it a good thing? Can we can we find the positives and the things that we didn't like? Well, we'll find out. Let's see, because let let's be honest. Did before we get in depth? Yeah, I've read the comments post Bound for Glory uh-huh. on the Impact fan page on Facebook, and you know a lot of them were a lot of them were very negative in regards to the main event. But a lot of them are very positive to make the whole event as a whole. Yeah, I mean, I've seen people who are really fans of, like, even though they don't watch as much Impact Wrestling, uh, they were still behind George Alexander, they were happy with it. And, you know, both non-Impact fans and Impact fans, like, I've seen some negative things about the way the main event ended, which I personally do not agree with. And I will get into that uh, later well, on. Do you know Josh Alexander now has a horrid distinction? He's now the shortest reigning Impact World Champion of note. Of, of note, yes. Three fucking minutes. Three minutes. Mm-hmm. You'll get it back. Fucking better. You will. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not unhappy who has it. 
I'm mean, just unha- I'm just unhappy on how it unfolded. I mean, there have been other short jabs. Andrew the Giant held the WWE Championship for a minute. He's still still remembered fondly. He's Andrew the Giant. Well, to most people. Yeah. I, mean, I don't remember him fondly. I remember him as a big lumbering beastie who annoyed me most of the time. But that's your thing. Yeah. I have no fondness for people that can't move in the fucking ring. I mean, I'm not going to argue against you in that regard of Andre. I'm just saying about yeah. how he's how he is overall remembered by a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, everyone remembers him fondly, Andre. You know, but yeah, no, I mean, fan, fans <laughs> of that of that year, no, fans of a of a certain vintage. Yes, like a certain vintage. Mm-hmm. I enjoy a certain vintage too. <laughs> so you hear that, El Dorado people? I, I kind of nicked that from Tom from Godolic. He uses that, you know. Uh, a fan of a certain vintage or a person of a certain vintage because I think it's I think it's funnier it's nicer a way of see that mention- bald guy no yeah I just think it's nice a way of mentioning someone's a bit older or has been watching something for a bit longer without mentioning their age you can say a certain vintage implies about you know aging like fine wine or you could say it in the way I would say it someone has a bit long in the fucking tooth I think I like my way better I like my way better it's more vicious well we've clearly come to a standstill haven't we yes we have you enjoy your chocolate, I'll have my wine. I am enjoying my chocolate, it's very good, I like white chocolate. I'm enjoying my wine. <laughs> Hurrah. But Paul, before we actually get into Ben Fragoni, let's talk about general things. Who are you? I see you have a new WWF magazine, which you wouldn't let me touch. I do, I have a magazine from June, no, April of 1993, and the lead up to WrestleMania 9. Big, uh, big Yokozuna on the front. Big of Yokozuna it. on the front, and uh, an interview with the Steiners. Dastardly, jo- dastardly doink is the joke on Crush. <laughs> Yokozuna, the behemoth, is WrestleMania bound. Mm. Royal Rumble exclusive coverage. But three months later, yes, <laughs> lunch with your favorite wrestler. Details on page eleven. Yeah, and it has. Is that contest still going? <laughs> Undertake them all. A picture of Undertaker and all these uh, WWE. You've got quite a few of those, haven't you? I actually don't have as many as I thought. I have Lamounty, the Warlord, don't have Virgil, don't have Jim Neidhart, have Sid, have IRS, don't have Skinner, I have A Hogan, I have A Macho Man, but not that one. I don't have him, I have Tatanka, I don't have Repo Man, I don't have Papa Shango, I really fucking want Papa Shango for my collection. You don't have the Berserker, but no one should want the Berserker. I want the Berserker just to annoy you. Go fuck yourself. I have Ric Flair. I don't have the Berserker. Like you say, I don't have Crush. I have Shawn Michaels. I don't have Nails. That would be a great one to have in a collection. Both of them, actually, would be great to have in a collection. You could make them fight with a little Vince McMahon figure. <laughs> uh, I don't have Kamala. I don't have the Rocket. And I don't have Razor Ramon, unfortunately. But mm. I do have an Undertaker. Fair enough. Yes, I do. And it has many interesting little things in it. Go, 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 go to page 11. Let's... Let's hear about this content. Let's, is it still going? Let's see what we have. <laughs> oh, look, we have the WrestleMania 9 hotline. Mm. Ooh. We I wonder have... what happen if you tried to phone that number now. Oh, bring out the Macho Man in you with the WWF Macho Machine. Only three hundred and thirty-nine ninety-five, Or Ma- four easy payments of eighty four ninety-nine. Macho Man would not be that calm if you're working out next to him on a machine like yeah. that. And also... We have the Brainstorms with Bobby LeBain Brain Heeman. We have a perfectly sensational matchup, WWF Magazine and Mr. Perfect. Did you say, if you had to pay in installments and you couldn't, and you missed one installment, would they send the repo man to your house to collect it? We have a personality profile of Sensational Sherry, hmm. which is quite good. We have Heavy Metal Breakthrough, 
8 CDs or 12 cassettes for 1 cent, plus a chance to get even more music for free. And they have all the good fucking CDs here. They have Extreme, they have Red Hot Chili Peppers, they have fucking Skid Row, they have Ugly Kid Joe, they have Alice in Chains, they have Helmet, they have Soundgarden, they have Pearl Jam. It's so good. We have an interview with the Steiner Brothers. What fucking page are we on now? We are on page not telling us. Yeah, I was going to say, they don't even put the numbers. Yes, and the page says, I'll take their heads off with the Steiner line. My brother will make them see stars with the Frankensteiner. Yeah, well, that worked out well for you. <laughs> 39 Royal Rumble. Results. You know, we have a picture of the Undertaker and Big Giant Gonzalez in there. I was going to say the results. You know who won the Rumble. They tell you on the front, the big behemoth heading to WrestleMania. Yeah. We have a review of the title match between Brett and Razor. This is coming off as the weirdest audiobook in history. Yeah. We have the match between the Steiners and the Beverly's. We have WWF World Wrestling Federation 1993 Spring Summer Merchandise Catalogue. Ooh. Okay, we're well past the thing. We're on page 32 all of a sudden. Yeah. Now, now they're showing you the numbers. Now we have an Undertaker headscarf, a rest in peace foam thing, Undertaker t-shirt, which modelled very fashionably by the Undertaker, an Undertaker teddy bear, <laughs> Undertaker, that'd, be, that'd be a rare, rare find to find yeah. nowadays, wouldn't it? Undertaker hat, Undertaker beer glass. Say, I know you people can see this, but look at the way they put the tie on. How the hell did they get that on the bear? <laughs> Ooh, a Brett t-shirt. A Brett bear with these wee sunglasses. Yeah, there, little Brett sweatbands, Brett shades, ma- massive Brett t-shirt. Look at the classic marketing of the WF. Get a woman to model a t-shirt that's three sizes too big for her. Yeah, we have a Hogan bear and a... A Hogan poster and a Hogan t-shirt, all around 1993, which is kind of... An envelope. Oh, yes, we have an order form, too. And Macho Teddy and Macho Shades and a Macho shirt. And a Macho... Oh, a WWF clock. <laughs> a WWF that's, shorts, and I would love to have that. That's an ugly-looking clock, though. Yeah, but look at the cup. Yeah, the cup's cool. And the hat. And I'm a, pretty sure you've seen the odd fan in the crowd in the new gen era wearing oh, that hat. WWF bag. Ooh, I love WWF. Yes, I did. A Hulk Hogan cake. See, this is a Hulk Hogan party stuff. I, I was going to make a joke about Hogan relating to caking and tying their wedding cake ingredients, but you know what? I'm not going to. Yeah, look at that ugly hat. Look at these weird title belts. It doesn't even look anything like the WWF title. That's the little foamy ones we used to give out yeah, for but, but look kids. At the, look at the, the tag team in the IC. They kind of look like the tag one most looks like the one that's actually maybe, but that one yeah, does not yeah. look like the WWF title at all. Ooh, look, WrestleMania 9 merchandise. That'd be rare to find nowadays. Yeah, I don't, well, I don't think there's much of a market for WrestleMania 9 merchandise. You don't know. Well, I mean, a lot of people don't fondly remember WrestleMania 9. Oh, we have a, a thing with Crush. He was a tard. <laughs> I never liked him as Kona Crush. I liked him as, you know, fucking Demolition. DOA. No, fuck Demolition Crush. <laughs> DOA Crush. All right. Well then, I thought that's where you were going. Hey, he's not a clown. He's downright evil, brah. Yeah. Like, oh. fuck you, man. Whenever Crush or Doink appear on a OSW episode, they always <laughs> quote the, uh, they quote the, OS, they quote a Crush thing goes, Doink, brah. You're making kids cry, bruh. We have some sad, greeting-faced, you know, help the hungry children shit in the middle of the magazine. Yeah, headlock for hunger, which they did a grand total of one time. We have an advert with Brett 
doing his muscle thing with IC Pro. Ico. Ico Pro. IC Pro. Ico Pro. I was, I was waiting for it. This is a very new gym magazine. I was waiting for an Ico Pro ad somewhere. Yeah. Surprisingly with Brett though, because anytime I've seen Ico Pro, it was always on Sean. Superstars Video Game Mania. I'm, I'm more interested in the fact that it's got... Warrior right there front and centre I mean how far in advance did they make this because he's long gone by yeah, we have Nasty Boys Raid Caesar's Palace we have uh, you know an advertisement for Wrestlemania 9 mm -hmm. in ancient times mighty combatants settled their differences in a lavish coliseum in front of hordes of enthusiastic citizens today we do it at Caesar's Palace read about it the Wrestlemania 9 programme on sale April at newsstands everywhere we should just start most of our episodes like this, just have you read out one of your bloody magazines. Oh, we have the World Wrestling Federation Lowdown, with quotations and stories from such storied competitors as Bob Backlund. Yeah, he just he would just would have come back for yes. this time. Who was at the time around about turning 44. The brain and mean gene lost so, in New York. I'm sorry, hold on. He's 44. No, he's 43 at that point. Fucking rough paper in for Bob Backlund, isn't it? Yeah. We have Viewpoint by Terrific Terry Taylor. He does not look so terrific. Look he statement. never did. At least he doesn't have that fucking rooster haircut anymore. Look at this. You got it's w not cute. It's not pretty. And this is the WWF's flagship shows of the time. WWF Mania, number one. WWF American Wrestling, number two. And WWF Monday Night Raw. How quickly after this... Watch uh, Weekly on USA Network. And how quickly after this American wrestling would be gone, WF Mania would be kind of a secondary thing and Raw is right up there. Oh, we have the crossword. Woohoo! I hate... I'm, well, I say I hate them, I'm just not good at them. And we have, up, we have... We have Bobby LeBrain Heenan auditioning for RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, we tried to sneak in the first episode of Raw. Yeah. That's Sean looks Mooney. Like, looks like one of my school teachers. <laughs> and get a grip on video action oh yes I don't have that one I yeah. don't have that one but I do have that one I'll tell them what that one is got, once you don't have a WrestleFest 92 what's yeah, that battle, battle Battle Superstars Battle Superstars 92 and Survivor Series 92 which I have was WS Superstars not already a thing at this point why is that not mentioned I'm in not, the featured on the back programming? of it T2, the arcade game, now on Genesis. Jesus, if you want to do, if you didn't read the front of it and not already know how old this magazine was, that advert at the back really tells you the era you're in at that point. But there you go, where is, where is a, a, run, a rundown of my new magazine? I think we should just do that every so often on this show, just every so often. Paul, where is this magazine from? It's from this time in whatever era. Here's all the things that are in it. Well, to celebrate the reading of the magazine, I am going to have another sip of my wine. Brought to you by El Dorado. You listening, you cunts? Yes, I know you. He's very Not the audience, mm. the cunts at El Dorado. Yeah. I mean, trying to get sponsorship or free shit from people, it's very best not to call them a cunt. But you know, you they take... know I'm just playing. But you take your drink, it's very thirsty work reading out and pointing at pictures. Look, that's a picture of so and so, and he's selling this. And... Hey, to read it in that fantastic, fantastically happy style I read it in, that takes effort. How many magazines would you say you have? Because also, I know you're. I you're have. Just, you're not just a collector of tapes and uh, and other things, but you're a collector of memorabilia and like you've got yeah. various WF t-shirts that you hang up, and you've got the action figures kind of stuff, and you've also got a few magazines. I've I've about I believe last count I believe I have um, six. 
seven magazines so far. Not, not my collection is not fantastically huge. If you, unless you look at my my tape collection, uh-huh. but I have about seven magazines. I have trading cards. Mm-hmm. I have a sticker book with an unopened package of stickers, which is really cool from actually there. Um, Why are they unopened? Do you have a sticker book that goes with them? You can't open them. That's like opening the packet of a figure. You know. Would you take your pop figures out of their box? Maybe. If I found a new way to store them, but at the moment, the most convenient way to store them is to keep them in the box. I'm not, I said before, I'm not keeping them in the box for, you know, for future value, unless unless one of them becomes extraordinarily value. <laughs> well, no. I, it is personal value to me, mm-hmm. and I do not believe I would sully the personal value of said collection by opening the sticker book. Also, also I keep them in the box on the off chance that I meet somebody who I have a Funko of, and I don't have anything else to sign. Yeah. There you go, here's a box. It, but, but no, I, I am weirdly particular about my collection. You know, it is a little skewed now because I've, I've, I've not got any kind of form to it as of yeah. late. I, I, I buy what I believe I would like to have in it. Mm-hmm. You know, I have my 90s collection. That was the main crux of my video collection. Now I yeah. have various tapes which I like to add to it. Yeah, you're like 80 stuff. You've been adding a couple of 2000 stuff we talked about. I have some Judgment WCW Day. stuff. Yeah. You've got some random like profile videos. Yeah, got, like, I have like Jesse Ventura, a couple of Sean ones, a couple of Undertaker ones. Mm-hmm. I may in future get some Brett ones because of the last time we spoke of Brett. I really do appreciate the man's in-ring, in-ring yeah. work. You know, I don't appreciate his his attitude over the years, but I do appreciate his efforts in the ring. Uh huh. So, just wondering about because we know how you go about the uh, the tape thing. Because they'll say it was about getting them ones from a certain year, and then once you got them, you had to get this. And now, as you said, you just collecting stuff based on what you'd like to add to it. Yeah. Is there a particular way you go about collecting the magazines, or is it just it depends on the issue or the era? Do you know? I just kind of go onto eBay and flick through and go. Yeah. And I look because yeah. that's a that's a WF magazine. You've got a few like the old like Raw magazines from like yeah, the late nineties yeah. as well. You See, got the, some of the magazines are particular too because they tie into with some of the tapes I have. Yeah, like I have a a rare magazine which is uh, the front cover of it mm. is the Heart Foundation helping crippled bulldog out the ring after Sean and Triple H mm. assault the crap out of him and rip his knee brace off and. St- sort of steal his European title and laugh at him. Yeah. I laugh too when I seen it, <laughs> you know, because I'm mean like that, you know. I, la- I laughed when he went and threw his knee brace at his, his wife <laughs> and his sister, mm-hmm. you know, because that was pretty shitty. Yeah. You know, but I liked that. I liked that a lot. I shared on Facebook the other day the, the classic f- forming of original D-Generation X, mm-hmm. where Sean's like, I'm a degenerate. I'm pretty sure you're a degenerate. You degenerates get a bad name. Degeneration X. You br- you make the rules and we will break them. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll I'll be honest with you. You you've you've watched that far too many times, haven't you? You yeah. were that was well too well recited. I I I based I based a lot of my teen years on that philosophy. One degeneration X. Yeah. A lot of my teen years are based on that philosophy. You make the rules and we will fucking break them. But now, now I myself am long in the tooth and better. Very, so very better. I've noticed. Yeah. I've very, I've very much noticed. I've gone from a rebellious pup to a bitter old drunk. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. Yeah. 
is it is it I, I live I live in constant bitterness because I cannot be a rebellious young pup anymore. I'm just a rebellious old prick. You can still be rebellious, but uh, just in a different way. In a, in a subtle and I don't have any off the top of my head, but you know. Yes, yeah, so I can. I can be childish and go. Yeah. Ha 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 ha! Stop, stop fucking poking me! <laughs> you see, that's childish. Ha <laughs> ha! <laughs> stop poking me! <laughs> I'll, I will break that finger. What about that one? <laughs> okay, I'll behave. I'll be sure. Okay, I can. Uh, I can feel happier, a little more childish when you are. <laughs> He <laughs> <laughs> he's enough of a generator in my eyes. We when I try to put this fucking show together, <laughs> but well, I don't know how we circle back. So I'm just going to say, bound for glory. Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't watch it live. I wasn't going to watch it live, but even if I wanted, I couldn't have. I had to go to a party uh, that evening. It was the twenty first birthday party that I went to. Was it was that a good wee party? It was alright. Was it was it? Did it? Did you? Were you on the sauce? Uh, if you're asking if I was drinking it, I had a few, I had a few copper bergs, but if it's... Do you have a few tipples? <laughs> if you're asking if I was pissed, mm, not as not as pissed as I had been in other times I went out. I wasn't, so you know, I had enough, there was a buffet on. And Ooh, a buffet. I, yes, and I'm one of those people, as soon as the, the guy, the DJ says in the night, <laughs> the buffet is open, I, I am the first one up. Are you like, right, scan time? <laughs> The, uh, the guy who was the DJ, I don't know who he is, I think he's a friend of somebody who's pals with the woman whose birthday it was. It was uh, my brother, this is really interesting, my brother's fiance's younger sister. Younger. So, so technically a future sister-in-law of mine's birthday. She was 21. I didn't realise she was as young as that. But she is 21. Because my brother's girlfriend, or fiance now, he has two sisters, one older, one younger, and the youngest one had her birthday last week. And so we went out to Kirk until it to have the little hall to have a. Right, so when when your brother eventually gets married, yes, you'll have, you'll have two sister-in-laws. Well, technically three, because she's a because Haley is really is a middle child, so she's got an older, and it's her younger sister's birthday. All oh. right, is she yeah. the oldest? Your brother's fiance? I just said twice she's the middle child. Oh, she's the middle one. Right, right, right. Cool. Jesus, open your fucking ears, man. Okay. I, we are we are we are I think, inches away from each other here. Anyway, anyway the DJ was shit <laughs> because I don't really have a measure of what he's a good DJ, but I generally know that one of them is doing what Peter K takes a piss out of in one of his shows, and that he keeps interrupting like the songs. <sighs> like uh, he played, "Do you believe in uh, the share song? Do you believe in life after love?" And then the the line comes, and he goes, "No, because I'm divorced and all that," and like. I said to my brother, he looked like a shit uh, Aid Edmondson in bottom, like back in the bottom days, not Aid Edmondson now, but bottom. God. And my brother, and I'm sorry if this sounds more, but this is he who said that. Uh, my brother said he looks like what would happen if you smeared the ashes of Rick Mail on on Aid, Aid, Aid Edmondson. That's what this guy looks like. Fuck, man, that is really dark. <laughs> Shame said, on you, Scottish brother. He said that, not me. But anyway, God damn, man. The point is, he looks like a shit. Eddie from bottom, and if you see him, you'd agree with me. But there was a buffet. <laughs> you know why your DJ was shit? Cause he what? wasn't me. <laughs> Are you a DJ? What what skills do you have? I, I don't know. No, I don't think I say that. I don't think it takes any skill to be a DJ. You I press know buttons. how to play music and shut up. Yeah, no, that's basically all a DJ is. I don't know why DJs charge as much as they do. Yeah, 
Do you know we should we should be charging less if we talk? Yeah, I know. No one wants to fucking hear them talk. No one wants to hear their shitty opinions. You want to hear the music. You'd be just as well getting a tape player and a decent set of speakers. My, bro- uh, my brother's fiancée bought, bought these wee cupcakes for the party and she decorated them herself. And every second one she puts a icing drawing of male genitalia on the cake. <laughs> see, she's funny. <laughs> it was very funny. It's very funny to see a, a child... Got to go to take one of the cakes and her mother giving her a different one that didn't have a, a penis on it. Penis cakes! <laughs> <laughs> there, was a, there was a giant. Penis pastry. There was a giant inflatable thing right in the middle of the. Right next to the yeah, thing. A, a think, giant inflatable thing? Yes. Cool. I was like, what the fuck is that? It, turned, <laughs> it was a photo booth. It turned out to be a photo booth. I didn't know that today. I just seen this random thing in the corner of the room. Like, what is this? It's just the shittest bouncy castle in history. I would have preferred if it was. Was it a thing? No, it was just a cube, inflatable cube thing. It was a photo booth. Cool. Inflatable, inflatable photo booth. Well, that's kind of nifty. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't reach, when I saw it, I thought, like, oh, I'm not going in there. I want an inflatable photo booth. Wait, can we circle back to me? It's not about you here. Yes, yes. I'm going to have one that wasn't my wedding. Good for you. But no one will be able to use it. Why not? Because I'll just be weird and odd like that. <laughs> I'll be like, where's a photo booth? You can't use it. <laughs> it doesn't have any film. Why? Because I'm cheap. <laughs> I couldn't afford the booth and the film. Well, why are you getting a booth at all? To annoy people. <laughs> You're annoying me now. Hey! <laughs> anyway, I looked at this photo booth and I thought, I'm not going in there. You went I, in I went in there. I went, yeah. in. I went multiple times. Did you, did you go... <laughs> I couldn't, it was a wee countdown, but so you, you're trying to get your pose right, but then even if you move after the countdown starts, it'll, it'll capture that pose, not the pose you were making before. Yeah. There was all sorts of funny masks in there as well that you could put on, funny hats. You still waited to catch the time just right, so mm-hmm. when it went off, you could go like that. <laughs> I really and I went at one point, we had funny masks on, and we waited for the thing to get to one, and we both did a thing where we were looking at the camera, and then we just went, and we made mm-hmm. weird faces at each other. Just <laughs> <laughs> oh. I should have told them we should have looked at each other and just when I got to one we should have went turned and did the like the five second pose. Yeah. We should have done that. Okay, because he's gonna use there's a bigger hall in that same venue that he's now booked for his engagement party next year. And I'm gonna tell him, get the photo bit and we should go in and do five second poses. Don't worry, Scott. One once I add title belts to my collection, mm-hmm. we can do five minute poses for our new photo for the show. Like I say, what what who who are we gonna get take photos? Are we gonna get a photo booth? Yes. An inflatable one. But you're too cheap, too bit, bit. You're too cheap to buy the. Uh... I'll make you pay for it. Oh, oh me, yeah. Yeah. Can't even fucking speak about it. Level and pay for it. I found like fucking art right here. Yeah. Too cheap to bit, 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 bit. bit. Granville, fetch a cloth. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's an old reference. <laughs> yeah. I liked that show. So did I. Yeah. <sighs> Do you know what I was watching while we were there? Rising Damp. I don't believe I watched that. That's an old program. You know, Richard Beckinsdale, Leonard Rossiter, hmm. uh, a black guy whose name I can't remember, <laughs> and Frances de la Tour. Hmm. She was in it. It was like a pernickety old landlord who had a young guy, well, two young guys that lived in his in his residence, mm-hmm. and the the old the chick that lived above him who he fancied, but she fancied the young black guy because he was all muscular and very. Very um, 
very articulate and uh, very very knowledgeable and very everything that everything he wasn't basically. Yeah, very much. You so. know, he was a sad, unfit, shit old man, hmm. and this black guy was a very 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 proper, very well spoken, very articulate, very learned, and had enough strength to punch through a wall. You know, you know, he was a very muscular and sensible and brainy man. Hmm. We've went in a roundabout way of me saying Abitha was out the night of Bound for Glory. We do that a lot. Aren't you happy that I'm perking up? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you lose either way. (laughs) Have some wine. No. Like like in Clockwork Orange. Yeah, try the wine. I'm the worst Clockwork Orange. You should, it's creepy. (laughs) I know, I already know that. I already know about the... They're holding the eyes open. And did you know that... Uh, they parodied uh, that in Simpsons, but they did it with the dog. Did, did you know that uh, um, Malcolm McDowell, mm-hmm. who played Alex in the movie, he actually ended up suffering injury from what? what from the film? From, see that all scene, the, the scene? Where, where they had his eyes like yeah. pinned open. He ended up with retinal scratching because I had to film it so many times. Yeah. And he ended up with damage on his on his, on his his eye because of that. It never, it never caused him any visual damage, but it did... You know, cause him damage. I don't know if you're how much of a fan of your the Halloween franchise. He was in the I know the 2009 to the nine Rob Zombie version. Yeah, he played said. Doctor Loomis. Mm-hmm. He played uh um ah oh, what's the actor? Uh, I I can't remember the actor. Ah, oh, he's such a famous actor as well. I was fuck. Well, he played his part. It's one of the downsides of the newer Halloween. I haven't seen all the twenty seven. No, 2019 Yeah, I've one. seen the first one. I've seen uh, the, the first newer one. I, I haven't I, seen I, the one that's just come out. I, the Halloween kills. That's one they don't take. I think they've done yet yeah, another thing of basically ignoring all the ones after Halloween 2, which is why Jimmy the Curtis is still in it. Yeah. Because like, one of the newer ones, he killed her off and everything, like off screen. Yeah. Well, actually, no. She was. He went to a psych ward where she was and killed well, her. Well, no, there was two versions of them removing her. I think one time it was off screen and then they brought her back. And another one that, that ignored the, the other ones killed her and then when the new ones came out they went and then they rebooted it and then it came back in yeah. 2018 said ah no fuck everything it's Halloween 1 and 2 everything else is null and void even the reboots here's a new one yeah like, we do that a lot with films though especially in this day and age I know I mean it's not as, I mean it's not as bad as fucking the timelines for fucking other movies Terminator Aliens fucking X-Men well in my opinion the timeline for Terminator should have stopped at Terminator I think you should have stopped after Terminator 2, but that's where no. we, you and I differ. I don't believe Terminator 2 needed to exist, because the only good thing about Terminator 2 was the fact that Guns N' Roses were in it. Anyway, but I was going to say this, one downside to this is also given it follows, like, it's maybe like 20 odd years after like Halloween 2 or whatever, the newer ones. Uh, one Sorry, downside yeah, I was just thinking about a pansy-ass fucking cyborg who doesn't shoot anyone like whiny-voiced little prick falling around. Terminator 2. Yeah, I don't know. I know, I know what you're describing. I yeah. figured. Pussy robot with screechy voice. Great. Yeah, I was, what I was getting that was, you know, it's... One day, it'll say 20 years after Halloween 2, I think, the 2018 ones maybe set. Mm. So I do make it as older. Uh, but I don't say is, I think that means that no Dr. Loomis, also maybe years after, he was already old in the... And when Halloween 2 is set, so also in the timeline, he's, he's now dead. Donald Pleasance. Ah. That's the name of the original actor, Donald Pleasance. Robert Wagner. <laughs> Robert Wagner. It's a still game reference for you non-Scottish people that happen to listen to us, which is more than I ever I, I thought it would be, which is weird. Still to me. I've seen a really good, uh, you know, on the bottom fan page on Facebook, 
I've well, seen that, a, that in it, so I should be. I've tell. seen a really good reference to both bottom and still game in that because uh, it showed you Richie like peeking through a peephole, uh-huh. and then underneath it it said it showed you Jack. Can you see me now? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. Right. Can you see me now? Just your leg. <laughs> hey, I'm a bogus gas man, and I've come to ransack your house. There'll be no ransacking today, rogue, <laughs> for this peephole has been your undoing. On your way. It's pretty weird how excited they get about a fucking peephole. Open this door, you old pensioner. Could you open the door, please? Ooh! Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we have talked so much shit for 33 minutes and 8 seconds. Uh-huh. It's your fault, you know. It was fucking your fault. It's your fault. Your fault. Uh, You're only being childish. Yeah. <laughs> you nearly did it back. I was going to fucking punch you in a minute. Oh, stick my leaves on your chin. <laughs> And Joel, don't try to it, Rory. I'm calling the police. Ah, references that only we understand. That's the making of a good podcast. Tell you. Why? That's what kept us so moderately successful for four years. Four years? Well, as, as of next week, because God, we're... Scott, you're getting old. I know, I've got grey hair. Do you? It's a stress thing, because of I you. I don't. Yeah, because you don't get as stressed as me. Yes, I do. I just Could drink. You, yeah, because you don't have to put up with you. But yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> I have to put up with me every day. I can only imagine. That's that's why I have my friend. Sounds like a fucking nightmare, if I'm honest. Yes, I know. I know. You are better than all of them. You're talking to your bottle now. <laughs> Anyhow, let's do some serious fucking work here. Bound for glory. Yes, I was going to say, I was out. This is going to be my point. I was out. Why were we talking about Halloween? You were talking about uh, your party, like your your brother's fiance made cakes, and you were in that photo booth, and you were making faces. Yes, I know, but how did that get on Halloween? I have no idea. I'm going to listen. I'm going to, it's going to be one of the ones where I listen back in the edit to find out. Yeah, how. yeah. Anyway, we've... No, we don't need to spend time wondering how we got to lose. We need to get to where we're meant to be. Yes, 30, Scott. After nearly 35 minutes. Bound for glory. I'm so, I'm sorry, people. He's so unprofessional. I finally watched it the next day at my brother's place. It was a highlight of my day because I came home. As soon as I got the bus, got off the bus in town, I got immediately soaked because it was pissing on me. Because of that COP26 or whatever it is, couldn't get fucking home properly <laughs> like I usually would. Fucking number ones cancelled... Uh, they had to go to a different bus stop or I had to get a taxi home, which cost me quite a bit of money than it should have. But, you know, eventually I got home. I got a dream trap. <laughs> uh, but I was happy mm. because I'd watched Bound for Glory. Bound so, for Glory is really good. Mm. So, I mean, it was better than last year's because, for one, I had a crowd. And Sam's too. Hey, a really big crowd, did you see? Yeah, because, like, you couldn't see when there was just the regular shots of the ring. Like, all you could really sell a different when it was really like zoned down the ring was like the stage was a bit bigger. Yeah. And, like, actually, you had actually separate ways. So, other than people coming in the same direction, you had guys coming from both sides, which I think they should bring back for. Because, uh, like, AEW's and Corbin's something that TNA used to do back in the old days of the, the Impact. So, we had the two separate ones one entrance for a heel, one for a, a face. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure that this, uh, the 
Impact coming up yeah. is going to be at Samstown. Yeah, the two nights teams they did follow it, and then they're going to do live from Samstown. They're going to come back for Turning Point, and then another two nights of tapings. You know, they announced their next pay per view. I'll just get the way hard to kill. Hard to kill. Uh, January eighth. Uh, so I don't know if we'll see many Forbidden Door talents on that because that's the night because they've added a third night to WrestleCade and that's going to be on that night. Mm-hmm. So well, I think it's so early in January that I'm wondering will they even have a a final resolution or a December Impact Plus special? Or are they just going to go straight that after Turning Point to the TV team they'll take them right up till right up to Hard to Kill. We'll have it. I mean, it'll be cool. And what what's your thoughts on these rumors flying about about a TV deal ESPN? Yeah, that was a weird you know? thing about Impact moving to a new. Of like channel or anything that based on the US. I mean, it would be a hell of a thing for them, like given like the reach of an ESPN or oh least, yeah, yeah. Least, even if it was just like replays of Impact, it would still be uh, easier for people to access in the US. Yeah, and like uh, there was a few comments I read on uh, on the fan page yeah. on Facebook that were talking about like that would help Impact get back into the race to be yeah you know back in there back as a contender alongside AEW. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't take this as like as a sir as a yeah. as, as gospel that's happening. Oh no, no, it's all still speculation. I mean, access isn't you know bad for them. No, it is because not. it's also like well, one, it's helped the fact that it's owned by their parent company, so they can add do like extra special, which they usually do the weekend a week leading up to a pay per view. Yeah, this. yeah, they do we stuff like that. I mean, you've got you've got the thing as well. If we get, like I say, if the ESPN thing is a legit, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to happen. If it does, if it doesn't, uh-huh. cool. Because Impact, I don't think it needs it because Impact has its fan base. Yeah. Impact, you know, I think Impact have got this stage and we're like, we're not going to strive to try and beat the big guys. Uh-huh. We're just going to do our bloody thing. If it works out, awesome. You uh-huh. know what I mean? And I believe that if we do get the ESPN deal, yeah, we're not looking. Right away to be competing with the WWE because you yeah. can't go from where Impact are now yeah, they, to be competing with the dub, but sure, you could sure very was, easily compete with AEW. dub. Yeah, I think they've learned like, about head, going head to head. It's more about what other companies like AEW have learned like, don't go head to head all the time, be just the alternative that's also there. Yeah. Let the fans make the choice for themselves. Yeah, I don't I don't know if Tony Khan has learned that yet. Well, well not yet, no, he's getting a bit. No, big dick Tony. <laughs> yeah, I think he's getting a little bit, bit like you say, big dick Tony. He's <laughs> he's going to learn pretty soon that like he is Eric Bischoff 2.0. He's going fucking, he's having fucking arguments on Twitter with Eric Bischoff. I know, I know, I know, I've seen. But he will learn pretty soon that like he is Eric Bischoff 2.0 and AEW is WCW 2.0. But I he, mean, he, br- he brought in CM Punk, nobody cares. Well, you know? Well, there are people who care, but I don't want to get into that. But like, Something about this ESPN thing, if they do like move to ESPN, at least make it a permanent thing or at least try and stick with it for a decent amount of time because what's, what did kill you know, a lot of interest in the company for a long time before they got... You know, Back we, on their feet again. Yeah, like before like 2018, I think. When they lost Spike in 2014, I was Yeah, there. that was a big deal. Yeah, that was a big thing because they'd been such, made such a hole on there. They went to Distation America, got cancelled, put on Pop and everything, like which used to be like a former like shopping network channel. Yeah, 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 no, so, no. Like, they weren't able to find, they find other channels, but they weren't... They didn't have, I think Spike had a platform that yeah, the we, other channels didn't have. We didn't have a solid television reach. We didn't have a solid platform. And I think like now, even though Access maybe doesn't have the reach that some of them do... Mm-hmm. It has a reach. They have a fan base. They have a loyal fan base. I mean, Access you does know? have a history with wrestling. It used to show replays of uh, of New Japan shows with with dubbed over English commentary from JR yeah. and, and Josh Barnett uh, from back in the day. Uh, used it has had featured a lot of like combat sports kind of coverage on that channel. So it's a channel that 
wrestling like would, would probably properly promote wrestling uh-huh, yeah, had totally, it on the channel totally. and they did uh, they have especially now that Anthem owns them but like I said finding that strong foundation and sticking to it is what's needed and like there was a bit of concern because uh, a week before the go home show they, they posted their third lowest viewership since moving to Texas which yeah. got a lot of people concerned but also there was a lot of stuff competing against it so if they, if they get on a bigger channel they can avoid maybe things like that because they're solid, they get solid numbers when there's nothing going against them. But when, I think that week there was like a big sporting thing, like a baseball thing that week. Yeah. So when there's something made like that, that's a bit more mainstream that goes against them, that's when they do suffer. But yeah, like, I mean, if you're going along with, like, say, like, getting a bigger reach, getting a bigger mm-hmm. platform, blah, 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 I think, I think Impact Wrestling... Uh-huh. I think Impact Wrestling can do that, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you look, you look at Samstown, that was yeah. sold out, and when the cameras were panned out, that was a big-ass crowd for yeah. that fucking show, you know? Everyone was into it, mm-hmm. loved it. Like you say, the stage looked great, the fucking the low platform again, it looked really solid, you know what I mean? Yeah. And despite the fact that, me personally, I was a little against some of the results, I still thought it was yeah. a solid show. When they did, like, the a few ones where they did the white shot, you could just tell how actual big the venue was, I think, because the lights were, you couldn't tell. When they did the, the proper pan-out shot, yeah, yeah. you see there was a, a, a definite increase in size and the number of oh, people hell yeah, yeah. in the building, which, again, really helps. I mean, And, you know, seeing like seeing Matt Stryker and Dio sitting there at the right, corner... At ringside. With, at ringside, with all the fans around, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And... The thing I've been noticing more so on the general show as well, mm-hmm. more children, mm. more children rather than, you know, an older or a, an even older crowd, more children. Yeah. And, the, you know, that's where the money comes from, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if yeah. children are starting to get into it, when, you know, children will buy the merchandise, ch- children will get into the fucking, into their favourite wrestlers, blah, blah, blah. Because it, as much as a lot of diehards, like, feel yeah. like, Attitude, ruthless aggression, error, or ooh, fucking eighteen to forty nine, blah blah blah. Yeah, everyone's no. an expert in demos all of a sudden. Yeah, kids are where the money are with uh-huh. these kind of things. You know what I mean? You need, you need your, you need like your. And I hate to fucking say it, but you need your, you know, the way John Cena was. Yeah, you know say, I mean? that's why John Cena was on top as long as he, as much as he was. Yeah, because, because he, he, he was where the money was. You know what I mean? I mean, Bret Hart for a long time. Bret was, was a very appealing to kids. I mean, Sean in a way as well. But like, yeah, Sean had his click when he was face. He had his little his kids that liked him, and he, 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 he tailored to kids and women. Yeah, kids and women. That <laughs> kids was and like, women. That was his key demographic. Yeah, kids and women. He like. That's why you need a, a very mixed on the roster because you have wrestlers who are probably appealed to the kids, but then the kids grow up a bit. They want something a bit more sure, and then you've—I don't know who's mostly for the kids. Let's let's well, see. I'll use Eddie Edwards as, a, as just a throw a name out there. See, he's yeah. who you like as a kid. But you stick with Impact first. Every time you get a bit old, you want some mature. You've got a, a W. Morrissey or a Sammy Callahan. But when when you look at Eddie, right, he can transcend the ages as well because uh-huh. Eddie Eddie can be there for the kids. Right? Yeah, I don't know why him. I just threw yeah, a name out there. But Eddie can be there for the kids. Mm-hmm. You get a bit older, and Eddie can fucking throw down a hardcore match like fuck. So yeah. he can he can go to that demographic too. Uh-huh. And one you've definitely got for the future of Impact, and what I believe will be a long yeah. program. Josh, mm-hmm. I mean, Josh Alexander, he like you've got your wrestling diehards yeah. that like wrestling ability. He's great, sort of like he's a great face for the kids. Uh-huh. You know, he's a great wrestler. He's a great, he's got great promos. 
that guy is that guy is like everything. He's like a modern Bret Hart in a sense. You yeah, know? yeah, and also when you talk about the kind of female, and because also a lot more women have gotten into wrestling. Than oh yeah, yeah. You got people like Dorian Grace. I think is a great role model. Oh for hell that. yeah, because yeah. she's always done about you know not letting people put you down. Like because also she's very muscular and everything, and you have the people who would criticise that as they did with China back in the day. But she's so good on Twitter of shutting those kind of oh, people fuck down yeah, yeah. And, saying, and basically saying. To quote another Ronnie Barker, she'll basically saying, don't let the bastards grind you down. No, I don't. And fucking Jordan, I have fucking uber respect for Jordan, man, because, mm-hmm. like, she is she is small in height, uh-huh. but my Christ, I would not mess with the woman. Oh, she did this you know? kind of tease there, because she's married to another wrestler, Jonathan Gresham, yeah. uh, who's contracted at the minute to Ring of Honor, former Ring of Honor tie champ and pure champ. Uh, well, he'll probably be contracted somewhere else soon. Well, yeah, see, the whole thing of, People's contracts coming up in December and we're, we're taking a break and coming back. And they're probably going to do the same when they come back in April. No people on their contracts, primarily in India, basically people are paid by appearance. Yeah. I think. And she kind of uh, teased where she put a photo not long after the end, it's just her and him together and kind of uh, kind of their gear and everything. Yeah. So maybe potentially teasing him coming in the impact well, after December. Cool. Is, he, is, he, is he good? He, he is good. I've only seen a little bit of him, but he is, he is also short in stature, but he is credited. He's been referred to as one of the better technical wrestlers going today. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Like the Octavus is his nickname because the way he kind of ties people up. Yeah, everything. yeah. Sort of like a Dean Malengo kind of. Kind of thing, yeah. I think it's actually a good example from yeah. when, when he's stature about how good technically he is. Mm. Although from what I've seen of him, he's a lot more charismatic than Dean Malengo was back <laughs> well, in the day. And I'm not, I'm, not, and I'm not being disrespectful to Dean Malenko, but no, I've, no. I've watched some of Jonathan's promos in Ring of Honor and everything. No offence to Dean Malenko, but let's suck who'd be more... more, <laughs> more personality when Dean Malenko was he was very serious mm-hmm. he was very I will go to ring I will do wrestling moves <laughs> I will win match I will go out of ring and that is all <laughs> are you a human or are you a robot Dean? no I am Dean Malenko <laughs> that is all what's your new gimmick? I am ladies men ladies like me do they? I am Dean Malenko <laughs> I win <laughs> I go home that's always Dean Malenko played by Arnold Schwarzenegger now yeah. Yes. I am Dean Malenko. <laughs> John, I know what you want, but I can never be. I am Dean Malenko. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, we're fucking idiots. Yeah, well, before we yes, talk we about are. what, before we eventually get to what actually did happen, I want to talk about what didn't happen, but what was supposedly meant to happen. Yeah. Is, is Braun Strowman. Let- Let's, or Adam Shear, as he's known. Yeah, but before you before you continue, I would just like to say let's not be too worrisome or hasty. No, no, no. no. Because all the things that were supposed to happen that may yeah. very well happen on an upcoming impact. Mm-hmm. You know, they may very well not wanted to just debut. I'm gonna call your shot or mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, I I thought as it went on, maybe it would debut and interrupt the main event or something yeah. like that. But I was not upset that he didn't show up because. In my mind, I really didn't want anything of that nature to take away the focus from the show. Yeah, because clearly, given what happened on the show, they had a plan for who was going to win the color shot and they followed through on it. Yeah. So, like, someone like an Amsier or Titan, as I believe he's going to be known as now, you don't debut him in that kind of match unless you're going to have him win. Like, like yeah. what AEW did with their women's casino battle, they debuted Ruby Soho as a surprise last entrant, and she won. Because yeah. she'd lost, that probably would have taken some of the oomph. Out of the big yeah. surprise Im- debut. Impact, and in particular Scott Demore. Yeah. I have much respect for Scott Demore. Yeah. I think he's a very intelligent man, like in the case of how things should run along, you know. And I think I think like 
I think he's got good shit coming. Yeah. You know, I think he's got good shit coming. I mean, everyone's going, oh, he was talk- He was talking to Braun Strowman in an airport. and Well, it, well oh, they were sitting by together and Braun even said that weekend of Ben he was be in Vegas. So I think what was going to happen was they were in talks for him to be at Ben where it is that wrestlers even thought internally that they were expecting to see him there and they weren't sure what other surprises were going to happen. Yeah. Internally, because obviously, Impact did a good job of keeping some stuff under wraps. But apparently it was a case of, well, we were getting ABM if we could have come to an agreement by Ben Vergori. The two sides could not come to an agreement yet. Yeah, it doesn't mean it's not happening. Yeah. And uh, do you know... The people... word has also been t- chatting to Jonah Rock, formerly Bronson Reed in the WWE. Yeah. And, and Buddy Murphy, but again, nothing's really we can confirm no, that. We've been, we've been chatting to Braun, we've been chatting, chatting to Buddy Murphy. Uh-huh. We'd had pretty intense talks with Wyndham Rotunda. But also he wouldn't have been able to go because he's got two days left on his own. Could be even cheese there. He said we treat just has two days left. Yeah, but like... like and still, people are going, oh, is he going back to WWE? Is he going to AEW? No one is giving Impact Wrestling mm-hmm. any credit. So, I hope, just purely on that basis, I hope he shows up on Impact Wrestling to give a big fuck you to all of them. Because, like, a lot of people, guys, who are, like, Buddy Matthews has already got confirmed he's going to be on uh, the big show in the US for New Japan called Battle in the Valley on the 15th. Yeah, yeah. Like, going over to the US side of, like, New Japan or even coming to Impact, I think my brother was talking about it as well on one of his ESR shows that, uh, you know, that's probably a better alternative for some people who are leaving WWE than going to AEW because basically rather than being part of what's really starting to get a, a really large roster, yeah. bigger than they can already like sustain, uh, why not go to these shows, be the big fish in the small pond and you increase your opportunities of being a major player and being a title contender. Yeah, you do. And that, that, that's very interesting that you talk about with... with, with the oversaturation of talent in AEW, if you will, you know, I I do think, I mean, I know a lot of people would yeah. sort of look at me and go, oh, you're talking shite, mm-hmm. but we really are going a bit headstrong with this whole, you know, like, oh, let's get him, let's get, fucking Tony Khan is like a kid in a sweetie shop, <laughs> you know what I mean, he's like, oh, I want that one, oh, I want that one, oh, I'll have that one, for fuck's sake, calm down, just pick a couple and calm, yeah. you know? You can have one, then you can have you can have one. <laughs> you can have one. Okay, I want, fine. I, I want CM Punk. You've got we've got CM Punk. We've at got home. CM Punk at home. <laughs> I I I want Chris. Jer- you've got a Chris Jericho. <laughs> you've not got a good Chris Jericho, but you've got him. Yeah, you've got him. The fat fuck. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Nah. Fucking fat Chris. Ooh, elite. What, elite pies? You fat fuck. <laughs> oh, I hate Chris Jericho so much. Yay. At least nowadays I don't. I yeah. Don't. Jericho when he can still see his own feet. Yeah, cool, <laughs> but not fat fuck Jericho now. Hey, look at that fat old man that has that band. He wrestles sometimes too. Fat old dick. Oh, don't even start me on this fucking band. But oh, his bands suck. I'm a metal fan. I fucking hate Fozzie. Uh, so yeah, Braun isn't coming in yet, but uh, we did get a few surprises on the show. Let's guys again, and I'm annoyed at Gail Kim. I told you this before we recorded, but I didn't tell you why. Why? Tell me why. Because obviously, we had the hour-long countdown show, which is a lot of vignettes and everything, but then we had like half an hour or so, half an hour, 25 minutes left, we start, oh, let's go to the arena, we're going to have the induction for uh, Rossum awesome Kong. Yeah. Gail Kim talked for about... What felt like 84 years. Yeah. She talked for a long time. She likes the sound of her own voice. And then Kong comes out and talks, 
And at this point we've got 15 coming on 10 minutes left and we've still got a 6 way to come. And when then we get to the 6 person match for the uh, you know, Digital Media Championship and then basically it's basically 5 minutes, go go go, you get a spot, you get a spot, you get a spot, Jordan wins, hey. And I, I really felt like these guys were done a disservice by not getting a longer match, for the, especially to crown this new championship. Yeah, yeah. And so I really think like they could have, because like, hey, geez, I've not gone on earlier, because somebody have not told Yo Kim, wrap it fucking up. It's not, yeah. You're not the one going into the Hall of Fame, you're already in the Hall of Fame, let's get to Kong, let's get the fuck yeah. out of here. It was nice that like, Kong got her moment, though, and it was yeah. nice. I liked her, I liked her speech, you know, <laughs> I, I've always had respect for awesome Kong, I thought she was cool, mm-hmm. you know, especially back in the day when she beat the fuck out of Michael Cole, <laughs> you know. And his stupid little headgear, man. He was, he was like, he was like, fucking. He was like, looked like Josh Alexander's fucking puppet mascot. <laughs> he was like, fucking. Uh, what was that stupid puppet little road OD had back oh, when? Rocco. He was like Josh Alexander's Rocco. I like to think like he's like Captain America, Michael Cole before he takes the super soldier thing, and then he comes out the wee pod after he's taken it. Out comes Josh Alexander. <laughs> he's, you know, like you got Goldberg and Gilbert. and Gilberg, <laughs> Josh Alexander. Michael Cole. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd like to see you get inducted uh, next year in the TNA Hall of Fame. Mike Tenay. Mike Tenay. He's yeah. a big part of the history yeah. of TNA. Like he, he stuck around until at least 2013, 2014. He always did his best. Even when stuff was blatantly shit, he did his best. To, to make it good. make it seem like it wasn't shit. And, you know, he, he I mean, he's got history as a commentator even before then in WCW. He's a guy who said, here's the cruiserweights that you don't know anything about. Here's why you should care about Here's why they're awesome. Yeah. That was his role... Everything because like so far you got Sting, Angle, Team 3D, Think JS Jarrett. I'm pretty sure Earl Hebner's in there for some reason. As, Gail as, uh, Kim, Abyss, uh, Ken Shamrock, yeah. and now Awesome Kong. So you know, I do say enough. Like everyone's got, got a reason for being in there, and I don't know why you can have Mike Tenay in there. I'm trying to think of the people who go in because obviously they're not as big a Hall of Famer. No, if you're, you're, you're talking future Hall of Famers, you've yeah. got Eddie Edwards. Yeah, I mean, talking about people like currently from Oh, this, currently from this, well, like, for you got, Daniels. Yeah, you got Daniels, obviously. I mean, I think they, won't, they wouldn't risk inducting him until you kind of say I'm done like yeah. wrestling full time with you, but I'm talking about AJ Styles. But you've got Daniels, AJ. you've got Sabu. Mm-hmm. He you could be. Kazarian. Kazarian, you've got. <laughs> Even the swing man, you could put him in there. Okay. I'd put Scott Steiner just for the fact that TNA was where he did his famous Steiner math promo. <laughs> you could put uh, Sammy in there, mm. Sammy Callahan. You could put, oh, you could put Eric Young in there. Well, I think Eric would be a good, in a couple of years, Eric Young would be a good, like, yeah, uh, Oliver, because I don't think he plans on slowing down anytime soon, but no, when he's near I, the end know, of his career. You know, one thing I did notice recently, which has given me a lot of joy. Uh-huh. I noticed that he's starting to get physical again. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that already. That he, I believe it will not be too long before he is back tearing shit up in that ring. Well, he got injured at the tape in. That would have been around about March time, every March time, and then that took him up to rebelling where he couldn't yeah. uh, compete in the match, and then we really knew about it. And they said six to nine months. So let's just say, for our sake, it was in March. So March to April, May, June, July, August, September. Never in October, so six to nine months. We're in, the, in between, we're in the seventh month. Period, so so it could be getting there. So, so by by the end of the year, maybe maybe I we're, just, a bit, we're a bit the time of hard to kill. I think that's when we'll see him in a proper match. I just want to see him really, really, really hurt Heath. <laughs> because there's no the thing is right. I'm in a weird sort of grey area with Heath Slater or Heath, Heath as he's called. He, he lost his second name in yeah. customs. Heath, I got kids. <laughs> you know, but 
you know, Jesus Cake Boy and Heath. <laughs> I would love to see EY, Dina, Doring, and Titan <laughs> kill him. I mean, I'll, I'll talk more about Vinyl Amazing later, but what did you actually think of the actual the five minutes or so that they got for this, you know, call your, not call your shot, the, uh, the digital media Well, the five match. minutes they got, I would say, the one thing I will take away from it, uh -huh. Jordan looked awesome. Yeah. And now, I love, I, you know I always talk about finishers, right? Yeah. I fucking love the Grace Driver, because it's so like mm -hmm. a Mishinoko. Yeah, you know, and but, like, but like with the hair arm over the. the oh, the way she does it though, yeah. like I have such respect for that woman, man. She is like the way she fucking does that mm -hmm. shit. Just gets them up and then boom. Did you know you know there's a, a wrestler in New Japan called uh, Shingo Takagi. He's one of the guys that Josh Alexander mentioned. And when yeah, I asked yeah, him that question, yeah. like he did, like you face in Japan, he does a version of that great hair where he calls it uh, made in Japan, and he does a version where okay, he takes you up similar to the great hair, but he puts it on your shoulders. And drives you down kill with the Valley Driver combination of it. And he calls it, that's his like last ditch, finishes me because it last of the dragon. So is that sort of like, a, uh, correct me if I'm completely wrong here, yeah. right? But the way you described that there, is that kind of like going like a Grace Driver fallen angel or one winged angel kind of thing? Well, no, because you're, you're in the Grace Driver, but you're, up kind of, you're on your side on his shoulders. Mm. And it's the Grace Driver mixed with a Valley Val Driver because he sits out and he goes like that. Oh, right, and it's right. it's called the, the Last of the Dragon. Up on the side, like F5 in the side. Kind, kind of thing yeah. like that. I'll show you, I'll try and find it after this, but like, he's a hell of a bit. He's also got a lie that he calls the Pumping Bomber. <laughs> the Pumping Bomber? <laughs> fuck. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Is he, is, he, is he taking fucking steps to a road dog? <laughs> you know, with, with his pump handle slam? <laughs> I mean, how gay was that man? I know. <laughs> Road dog. For shame. For shame, man. For shame, man. <laughs> you you humbly guy and you know, your partner sits on his fucking head. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> oh, you didn't know? Because mm. right, we didn't want to tell you about it. <laughs> like, uh. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I think she's great. Choice champion. I hope she defends that belt, you know, regularly and oh, yeah. help make establish it or something. Cause I hope she defends it regularly and I hope she holds it for a hell of a long time because you know, I personally one of the things and I'm sure I've mentioned this to you in the past. Lee made a fucking stupid decision when they put that world title on Tessa Flatnose. Mm -hmm. They should have put that on Jordan mm -hmm. because Jordan, a she's impact through and through. B she's fucking great in the ring. And see, that woman could break you in half with a fucking finger, man. Like, that chick's solid. You mentioned earlier, now I said now on our preview show that there's like now three belts for women that can win and, and impact. Now she's a now she's won all three. Yeah, she's a triple crown. And she said she's the first ever triple crown knockout, and that's just that's fucking cool. Hell yeah, man! Like the best woman in impact. Like before she went and became a dirty Judas <laughs> and became Frankie Monet, I was a Ty Valkyrie mm -hmm. chick, fucking uh, fan. You know what I mean? But Ah, oh, Jordan's a Jordan's a fucking shit man. Jordan rules. Yeah, I hope you, like I said, defends it regularly, where uh, whether it's on BTI or fucking Impact with uh, specials. And oh, all that shit. you guys still walk up and go, option C, bitch. <laughs> you never know. Love to see the Grace Driver on Moose. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how she could pull that off. Oh, he's, he's about twice the size here, so yeah. it'd be like, hold on, <laughs> got you. I mean, I'm not. I don't <sighs> think she could lift him, but just how. 
I'm just thinking the logistics of how you pull that off. But oh, that's... come on, triple fucking power left and record. That chick could look. That chick could destroy him if she wanted to. I didn't get like going into all of your scene. You know, like, oh, I think well, this Dave Simon would be some sort of joke kind of comedy bill or somebody like Dave know. and Ethards for shame on you, Dave. Yeah, Dave. For, for, fuck say, you, for, Dave. Say, for saying like you thought, oh, yeah, Simon would be like they're the twenty four seven bill. Like, no, because one, because a few other people say like, I'm sorry, have you guys even read the announcement or description of what this bill is? At no point did they say it was on the line 24-7. And more to the point, Impact do a weird thing that the WWE never do. Mm. They actually have respect for their titles. Like, like, yes, it's because it depends on a civic, on civic platform, the digital media platform and everything. That doesn't mean it's a, not a serious belt here. Hell yeah. And for all you for all you WWE or AEW fucking marks as, it's, as it is known nowadays, fuck you. <laughs> you know? You're... you're both of your companies are fucking flawed. One of these are loading the roster with people you'll probably never use. The other one's fucking dying on its arse because they never have any new ideas. Impact is the way to go. And then we got into like the main show. Now, we, the first two matches were the tight knockout title and the triple threat for the X-Vision title. Do you, do you know on the on the one we watched, mm-hmm. the knockout title match wasn't on it? Huh. Yeah. We, yeah. Didn't, we didn't see the knockout title match. I was going to say, did you not try and find another place to watch it? We we just, we we kind of got that way where we got to the end of the pay-per-view and went, yeah. hey, we didn't see the knockouts match, we didn't see the title match. Like, you know? so like, but I, what I'm saying is they started with the tag titles, then the triple up the exhibition title. Well, how, how did that tag title match go on? Well, my point is, I think they should have switched, switched those around. So I think the exhibition the match would have been the, the best opener. Oh, yeah, yeah. Opener. Because I mean, I get why because they had uh, the iconic the uh, the inspiration. Yeah. They debuted a music <laughs> video uh, a few days before of their new theme song with them in it, and they had the woman who sings the theme song appear on the stage to sing it live to bring them to the the ring and everything. Was it at least a good match? Yeah. Okay, match. It was, a, it was okay match. I mean, I, I don't blame the iconics. I may call them the iconics anyway. I don't blame the inspiration for you know being a bit shaky in points. Because they've been out for a while, for a while. But also, they played their role very well. Where they they were the clear yield. They were very cowardly at points where they didn't want to get in with the scary. Yeah, with the decay. Yeah. But weirdly, Havoc was the one that was most off. And I'm like, and there was mm. a, there was one spot like, oh, that was a bit shaky. And then there was another spot like, Jesus, have you? You're having a bad night, aren't you? Mm. Like, like there's a point where like I think one of them when she was really run over and had a leg job, and the other one was making a move. I think they're made. I don't know if they're made actually, but it looks like how I basically nearly nearly tripped over one of them. Maybe maybe she's worried about her ball. Yeah, maybe she's worried about his poor Sammy. Maybe she's worried about her poor Sammy. But you know, it was an okay. I mean, people like when there were mistakes, people didn't openly shout. You know, you fucked up, which is always. I always mm. think it's a bit harsh when the people do that. But yeah. The key were over. There were fans all the inspiration there so it wasn't when they did when it wasn't an overly all like people didn't immediately shit on it people didn't go ooh because there were people who you could see cheering and then the other shots were the people going like that so mixed response yeah as you can expect yeah but, but even then I think the way they're being presented and like the fact that they didn't show up for the contract saying they sent their, their barrister in their place I think they are going for to be positioned as heels who think they're inspirational. You can be like us and everything. I wonder how that's going to play alongside the fucking influence. The influence, yeah. yeah. That's why I said there's two. We can't have these two teams too strong. We need a we need a right a right to the gimmick yeah. match for these the influence, two. the inspiration. <laughs> yeah, come on. Yeah, no. You know, 
I don't Two of them are skinny heels. The other two are skinny heels. Oh, you, the inspiration actually kept the whole two eyes thing to do distinguish them. So, do, you know. do they perchance have a faggy little mascot that comes with them to the ring too? No. So they don't have a Caleb? No. They could have a Caleb on a pole match at one point. <laughs> I think he'd like that. <laughs> I think Caleb with a K would like to be on a pole. <laughs> oh. No, no, man. You get the joke. Yeah. He's a fag. <laughs> I'm not PC, Scott. I never am. Caleb's a fag. Anywho, the match, yeah, it wasn't anybody's best outing. But, you know, I think the war points where they got, where the inspiration got to do some cool looking, like, double team moves. Yeah. And, you know what, bringing them in, like I said, and then having them lose would have been a bit weird. Uh, especially given that also a lot of people were not even they, when WWE split them up and then they both got released because there were a lot of people who thought they could have done a lot more in yeah. this really failing women's tag well, division in, in fairness I didn't much appreciate like, see when they split them up mm-hmm. and you had who was the one we had running about trying to find the tag partner yeah, was that, that Peyton was, Royce no it was Billy now, now going by her real name uh, Jessica and Cassie was the one now formerly known as Peyton Royce right right so it's so, Jessie and Cassie Jessie and Cassie well the one that was Jessie was the one going around with the have you had a look at my resume? Yeah, the one, the resume chick who was occasionally getting a tag match with someone. Yeah. No, like you say, the WWE's so-called women's revolution has fell on its arse. Weirdly, everybody thought, because there were reports coming out, oh, Peyton or Cassie is the one guy you get pushed. And then everybody thought months later, no, Cassie's doing fuck all. Cassie's the one doing it because of the resume. And, like, she tries to join commentary at one point. As you can see, I have an extensive background in talking. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, and then the, she was in the women's Royal Rumble where every person new entry that came in, she was trying to show them a resume and get them a team other, and then that person would batter them. Yeah. <laughs> <They'd> batter. <laughs> who's that Who's that mental that came in the women's Royal Rumble in a tank? Oh, Shotzi. Ah, oh, Shotzi, aye. Her with the green hair. Aye, she's a mad kind of. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But the less said about the WWE's women's division, the better. But yeah, like, so they eventually won the match. I'm sure they'll have a rematch, which hopefully will be better, but... I know, maybe it was just a thing chemistry-wise, or maybe, like I said, maybe it was just an off night for those involved. I mean, Rosemary looked good. Havoc, not so much. Rosemary always looks good. Like. I know. Rosemary is the shit. They had a nice, like, like uh, they had a nice, like, black and orange, you know, attire halloween theme yeah. kind of gear, which I, I really appreciated. But then we got into the triple threat between Trey... Phantasmo. Uh, and uh, Steve Macklin. Yeah, I really. Do you know? I really thought, like, see, when I really thought, like, we'd had the discussion this yeah. year. I really thought when I thought about it, well, we're not going to put it on Phantasmo because no. he's a New Japan guy, uh-huh. and we've done that kind of shit. We're putting our titles on other companies' guys before. That's not good. But I didn't think we were going to put it on Phantasmo when I thought about it. Yeah, I thought but I really thought we were going to put it on Macklin. I really, really feel like Macklin, and I thought. And they did the smart thing, even though he didn't win, he did not take the fall. Phantasmo yeah, he's took still the undefeated. Fall. Phantasmo took the fall, which I, I think is fine because he's, again, not one of their guys, so yeah. it doesn't really affect him in the long run. And, you know, Matt Stryker really foreshadowed Trey's win when he came out in all the black and gold kind of look. I think maybe he's doing the whole Spider-Tree thing. I think the new Spider-Man movie, they've do got you, there been images from that new Spider-Man movie where Spider-Man's going to have a black and gold suit at one point know, in the film, so I think that's when, why he's doing it. See, whenever guys come out in gold, mm-hmm. always think they're going to win. <laughs> but, you know, didn't help, it didn't help with Swing Man with his gold <laughs> fanny pack. <laughs> do, 
Can you imagine if the swing man had won and called your shot? You know what Brian said? What? He's going to win and call his shot to get Swinger's Palace back. <laughs> he's he's going to, I want Swinger's Palace back. I won. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he lasted far longer in that call your shot than I thought he would, yeah. but never mind. And gets his Swinger's Palace back with Hernan Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> But let's Any, anyone who shits on Swingman or Swingers Palace, fuck you, Swing <laughs> Swingman's a man. What uh, what did you actually think though of the the triple threat? Because I thought all three guys evolved. Like no matter what you may feel about each oh, other individually, no. I thought they were all solid. They all had their moment to shine. Yeah, Fantasmo, yeah. Fantasmo's a man. Then he's shitty heel thing like the big big flip back creak. Yeah. Like, like he went to the outside of the ring, did a cartwheel, and then went back creak. Yeah, or he grabbed. And Steve Mack had no selling the nipple twist and everything. Oh, yeah, it was nipple twisted. But wasn't there a bit when he went to punch Trey right in the balls and Trey had a. Trey was wearing a cup. Uh, Matt, which, he, which he got a gold one in Matt Seed's gear, you know, preparation. Yeah, but I, I thought, you no, know I said to Brian at the time, I thought, is he copying Road Dog when China punched him in the balls? Maybe. You know, like, haha, <laughs> I was wearing a cup. Aha, <laughs> uh-huh, fuck you, Fantasmo. Yeah. But then, like, in the next minute, he's doing, like, fucking moonsaults and all of that shit. Yeah, no. Well, I think that's all um, Fantasma's going to that he's incredibly talented, but he just doesn't give a shit. No. He doesn't give enough no. of a shit. I loved his entrance, too, when he came yeah. in and he was doing his own. Yeah, and he had his actual music, which I knew would make you yeah, happy. Yeah, it did make me, that made me very happy, because I was just, I was rocking out with him, and he was like, and then he lay on the fucking floor, he was like, yeah, I love you, but I don't even care if you win. But then you got Macklin being the very serious, the very much the power guy. Didn't you love his coat? Mm-hmm. Didn't you love his coat? Do you know what it reminds me of? The Punisher? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's got the kind of Punisher-esque skull symbol. I think that'd be a good, movie. like, full moniker, right? The Punisher, Steve Macklin, that'd be fucking cool, man. Oh, no, I'm bad wrestling's already had its Punisher. Because uh, test oh, yeah, showed up yeah. for a month, he was the Punisher, Andrew Martin. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And we were all punished by having to watch him. Yeah. As worried up as he was. Yeah, but he, 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 he dead now. Yeah. There's a Twitter account that said it's called, is Tess still dead? Every day it just tweets out, yes. <laughs> That's kind of morbid, man. <laughs> is he still dead? It's, it's been... Oh, every, although every April, Fool's, every April Fool's Day, it, it says no. When did he die? I think it was around about 2007. So, since 2007. He did. He did. <laughs> oh. 2007. And oh, I don't think it started in 2007. The Twitter it's been around for a while. It's been 14 years. Test is still dead. Damn. That is all. That is all. Well, there's one about Terry Hart. Is he in jail? Because <laughs> he keeps getting into trouble into the loss. Every t- depending on whether or not he's in jail, it just says no or yes. Is Terry Hart a heart brother? Oh, he's a nephew or a, a uh. grand. Wiener, I don't know. One of the he is related to the Hart family, which is about as about as cheerful as the Von Erich family is. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, but uh, let's get back to Joe. I mean, Trey also had his his moments there oh, in this match. Yeah, the, uh, the thing myself and Brian said about Trey is like we've we've never took to his character. Yeah, but but his in ring ability is without question. The guy is solid. Like you say, like. There's people you want to like, but it's just something about them. Oh, like, well, see, that's the thing about Trey. I mean, yeah. soon he does his whole. He's like Scrappy Doo. <laughs> Let me at him! Let me at him! And you're like, <laughs> fuck off, Trey, man! You know? But yeah, you can see when you went about this match why I think, like, this as an opener would have been good because, again, you would have bookended it with uh, like, an opportunity to create to become the next division champion. And then you have the guy who 
going into the main event who gave up the X Division Championship just to, for a shot to become the world champion. Or yeah, yeah. Look, book end to the. Oh, the definitely, show. definitely. You could, no, still, you could still have had the live performance even if it was the second match. Oh, there you go. Inspiration being one of only a small few getting a live performance and still won. Yeah, I must say though, I I really, I think Trey was worthy of his win. Mm-hmm. I will say that he was worthy of it because he put on a hell of a fucking show. Mm. He's you know, already got his uh, first title defence tonight on Impact against him, New Japan's Rocky Romero. Ooh, we saw in the, I like that guy, man. I really did. I like that guy. So he used to be in a group called Rapongi Vice back in uh, New Japan in the junior tag team. Uh, we got him in Trent, formerly Trent Beretta in WWE. Yeah. And then they broke they broke up because Trent went up to be a heavyweight and eventually went to AEW. And then he brought in two new guys who came back from their excursion, formerly Young Lions called Sho and Yo. And so he was the manager, they called the team Rapongi 3K. They said, why is it called that? Because they're 3,000 times better than Rapongi Vice. <laughs> <laughs> so, but then Rapongi 3K broke up recently because show is, show is evil now. Yeah. But no, the, the triple threat for Lex Division was solid. Yeah. You know, it was a great great match and Trey was fully deserving of his win. Yeah, I can tell he, he's definitely going to be one of those, oh, I'll defend this all the time, I'm going to be a fighting champion. And who's to say that... Macklin won't be the one who he then goes into a feud with and Macklin eventually dethrones him. Cause I, I think that'll happen. I don't think him not being the one to take the fall was done by accident. I think they, it was, they were no. they were thinking smartly when they had him when they had Phantasma get pinned. Let me ask you, let's go. Not when mm-hmm. will Macklin take his first loss, uh-huh. but who do you think he will take his first loss to? Do you think it may, in the course of a feud, be Trey? Could see it happen. I'm trying yeah. to think who on the roster would really benefit from it because I think if he were main undefeated, he then got the exhibition title, and then eventually his first loss comes when he loses the belt. Oh I yeah, yeah. I don't want it to be one of those cases he first losses in a match like a random tie match. Someone's so pinned on there, they get an exhibition title because I hate that. Yeah, especially if he's undefeated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to shy away from that shit. So I don't really know. Fuck it for fun, just to be funny. Sam Beal. Sam Beal will be the one to defeat. I know that would make you happy. That would, I love Sam Beal even more now because of that call your shot match. I fucking love Sam Beal. I'm a I'm a Sam Beal fan, man. I, I will state it here and I will state it proudly. Sam Beal, man. Sam Beal. And he threw that dickhead out of that match. You hear that, Brian? You threw your man out of the fucking match. Fuck you. I don't know why I'm thinking of the catch, the catch is this song for people to support Sam Beal. Well, it should be Sam Beal, take the wheel, or some shit like that, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something that rhymes. <laughs> uh, but after that, was it was it the tag match after that, and then they call your shot? I believe it was, yeah, I believe yeah. it was, yeah. The tag match itself, I'll, I'll grant you, it... <sighs> tag... do you know what Brian said at the start, when it was kicking off? What? He said, anybody but them. Really? That's exactly what he said. And you know what happened? What happened? Lem won. <laughs> Fucking belt humping baldy bastards. No, I'm not talking about that match. I'm talking about the Heath Rhino match. Oh, that match. Oh, that match. Aye, well, that match was pissed too. I'm talking about, like, because I think it was a case of, like, the tag match was better enough to be titled Where's Rhino? That had some weird, fucked up teases in it, too, well. Yeah. You know? Because, I mean,. The match itself, right, which starts out, VVD come out, Heath comes out, he waits a little bit for someone to come, you know. No one comes, so VVD kicked the living piss out of him. And then 
So look, Jesus Cake Man comes. Why are you calling him Jesus Cake Man? Because a year or so ago we were doing interviews with the Impact Superstars in regards to what we do for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And Rhino said that he makes a cake for Jesus at Christmas. Why, why? Hence why he is Jesus Cake Man. But why? Jesus isn't going to eat it. I know, but he makes a cake for Jesus. Does he leave it out on Christmas Eve like Santa Claus? Like, what the hell are you thinking? I don't know, but he makes a cake for Jesus. What kind of cake would you make? Would he make for Jesus, do you think? Would he make Madeira cake? A hot cross bun. <laughs> With little studs in it. Uh, is that is that in bad taste? Hmm. I was trying to think of all the options. What if, what if it wasn't really what if it was somebody else that came out and like... Somebody like this is a very small reference. Like only a, a, like there, you had to be a diehard to get this. I think maybe there's like PJ Black from my one or formerly Justin Gabriel came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Which weird is Heath? Like he's a bit. He's like bigger now. He's been working out a lot more. So that's really only changed that. And he's yeah, cut he his looks hair. Fatter. Like, but he's cut his hair. But that's really the difference. And facially, he still looks, looks he, ugly. This is Heath is always the same. He's always been like he was like ten years ago. Fucking in the last ten years, PJ Black looks like he's aged about forty. Honestly, really? He, well, not for me. He's looking like he's aged a lot more than he well, actually he has. Is. A, he has a big beard now. Yeah, he's he not a big beard, weird, greyish hair. Even though he's not that old, he's got his. I think at one point he had dreads or something like that. He, he's he's weird looking as PJ Black now. So he does. He doesn't look like uh, Evan Evan Bourne. Is that who he was? No, he was Justin Gabriel. Oh, Evan Justin Bourne, Gabriel. Evan Bourne was uh, Matt Seidel. Matt Seidel, that was yeah. it. Is he still going? Yeah, he's in the interview as well. Like, oh, right, we've seen him with his brother for a while, but then he's on his own now. So he's not part of the elite of the Dark no, Order? No, no, he's on his own now. What are the multiple factions in AEW? You know, the elite, the Dark, Dark Order, Order. Uh, the Inner Circle, that's... Uh, Is that Jericho's mob? Yeah. Well, you got Ethan Page is in a team, a tag team with Scorpio Sky, they call themselves the Men of the Year. Who in the fuck is in the Inner Circle? I know Jericho's in it, I know uh, Jack's... Uh, Jake Hager. Jake Hager. Sammy Govara, and you've got the former LAX, now called uh, Proud and Powerful. Proud and Powerful. Mm-hmm. So you're Proud and Powerful, Jericho, Jake Hager, uh-huh. Sammy Guevara. Yes. That's the Inner Circle. That's the Inner Circle. <sighs> so, Jericho, Guevara, Hegel, with a couple of Judases. <laughs> dirty Judases, man. Yeah. Everybody that goes away from Impact is just a dirty Judas, unless or Rob Van Damme was just too stoned to wrestle anyway. you got you got groups, you got fucking trios, you got uh, the Lucha Brothers in a trio with Pack called uh, the Death Triangle. Which sounds like it's an organisation James Bond would go up against. <laughs> the Death Triangle. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> Anyhow, death. But yeah, like I think it was a case of like we're just waiting for a Rhino show because he just then get battered for most of the match, and then then comes Rhino, and even when Rhino got the tag in and Heath was kind of still in the corner, I thought for a blue second we were gonna get what you said, oh, and really? Rhino would turn around and just see. That's the thing, right? You're talking about this. <laughs> I've seen a couple of things. Once Rhino had been tagged in, and once he fucking met some something new. You know, not that I'm, not that I was upset with the finish or nothing. No, 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 no. You no, know, but once we had won, uh-huh. I saw a look in Heath's face. Mm-hmm. I thought Heath was going to attack Rhino. That would have been a twist. Because you know when Rhino was standing there all looking like, yeah, I'm on Heath's side. Mm-hmm. Heath stood behind. He Heath backed off mm-hmm. and looked at him, and I thought. For a brief second, I thought, oh, please hit him. 
please hit him. Mm. Come on, Heath. You can be VBT too. You know, you can be in Violent by Design. You can you can be in a team like Mars, not you and Jesus Cake Boy. <laughs> you know? But he did nothing. No. And Rhino did nothing evil. And VBD left. And VBD are starting to get like the inevitable Ace Austin, who is inevitably failing. Yeah, and then, I just point out, I thought, I was like, okay, let these two go the teams go the same way. Heath and Rhino can do whatever, and then VBD can go back to getting some actual wins because uh, they haven't t- for a while. Because, like, yeah, since the t- they lost the title, they shouldn't have, and then, obviously, they're telling the story with Aaron Rhino, which was never going to work in their favour. So now, let them be a thing. No, then they announced, oh, it's an out on impact, it's going to be Heath v. Joe Dorn. Like, no! Like, have you not learned from other companies? Keep these two away from now. You've told... Tonight. Tonight. I hope Joe Doring kills him. But, like, I'm just saying, like, you've told your story. You had the match at Bound for Glory. That should be it. Go your separate ways. As long as it goes somewhere pertinent, you know, I don't mind. You know what I mean? As long as the story unfolds well. And Impact have never really let me down in storytelling. So I'm I'm not going to freak out. Or if, the only thing I can see us going is if they take a few more losses, like, as... as like Eric Young returns return repairs to get back into the ring. You can have him basically blaming Dory and blaming Dina. But then had them say, Well, what have you done the last six or so months? You know, you've just been barking orange. Why don't you do something? And he finally sits back into the ring to try and you know, lead by example. And then that's how you build Violent by Design back up again. And when Eric Young is able to, you know, wrestle Beats. again. Yeah. And we'll finally get to see him in his cool cut off leather <laughs> and his mask again. And he'll kill everyone. And he'll win his goddamn title back. Because, like, when Josh Adlano eventually gets the belt back, I really think a feud between him and Eric Young for the title would have been, Ooh. like, him as a heel threat for Josh, Josh to fight against. That'd be tasty, man. Mm-hmm. That'd be tasty. Mm-hmm. You know, you get, you get EY getting the title back. Mm-hmm. You get Doring and Diener getting the tag belt oh, I back. I didn't say I wanted to get the belt back. I do. I, w- I would like Violent by Design to get the gold back. I really would. I mean, I'm no fan of issue with them getting the tag belts and doing another fever thing, but I don't know how I feel like at this stage be the tag they'll have cheat chin. I would like to see Jordan Grace become violent by design too. Okay. And signify her joining of the team by beating up the potato. Hmm. Oh, sorry, Rachel Ellering. Uh, but then we move into the actual clear shot goal. I knew it's gonna be hit or miss. I didn't I wasn't the biggest fan of last year's one because I thought camera work and the timing of entrance was all over the place. But it was not this time. But not this time. It was because then you had Rocky Romero coming out as number two to face Chris Lehman, who we already knew was going to be number one. I don't know the exact order of entrance, but we had some surprises. We had uh, Melina make her turn again. Again, like talk about the intergenerator of this, this women showing up in the Battle Royal. Yeah. Now we've made a big deal of it. No, just they're in it. And then Melina, obviously, people were popped because we've seen her recently. Then Dale Torbor, the bloody kiss demon showed up. Hey, the demon was cool, man. I like the demon. Oh. I love the fact that he went and signed a fucking... He went and... De- fucking... Swingman went up to him and was like, Hey, hey! Hey, thinking he was Gene, actually Gene Simmons. No, but he got him to sign the thing and then he went... He took the thing off, Swingman, put him out, signed it and then gave it to him anyway. It, it was cool at that moment and then he did the thing with Swinger. Then I think at that point the tour work should have been eliminated because nah, uh, he was he did not seem lacking in the match. He did to me. He just stood there in the corner when everyone else did as well. Like wait for my spot, wait for my spot. Never come do my spot. But to be fair, apparently since WCW he had like a handful of matches. His last match I found this out from uh, Fightful. His last match was in two thousand and seven against uh, Lance Archer, 
and he's not wrestled since. This is his first match since 2007. Wow. I think he's been like a fitness instructor since then. Well, he didn't He didn't look slow or anything. Yeah, but he is a very tall man. And I just love because the main story about the whole kid is they wanted this character, you know, because I think it was an Eric Bischoff creation back in 1990, mm-hmm. during a Kiss performance on Nitro. They were going to have a Kiss team today with all the guys looking like the paint of different Kiss members, but that well, died on itself. Out, yeah. And then... Uh, that was about as good as having Robocop get Sting to the ring. But then he stuck around for a while, uh, just as the Kiss Demon, then just the Demon, then the Demon Dale Torborg. Uh, well, he came out just as the Demon. Yeah, but then he had a match at Super Brawl 2000, I think it was, where it says with the contract he has to have at least one main event match as part of this whole deal. If he's going to have the Kiss Lightning, I think it was a Kiss insistence, but he was not very almost technically sound in the ring, so... They had a ma- game of match on Super Bowl 2000, stood on the card, and they did a special main event mm. to get around the whole thing. Yeah. They had him fight the wall. The wall? The wall. What or who was the wall? He was shit. <laughs> so that's all you need to know. Was he anyone of a different name at any point? He was in, he was in the early days of NWAT, and I can't remember who was called, but I think he was married by James Mitchell, but... Again, also not the most technically sound of men. Was he, he, he was, was he big, a he was, fat lump? No, he was he was tall, lumbering man. Oh, like a giant Gonzalez. Not that kind of tall, but he was tall and kind of meh. Yeah, big, yeah. stiff, kind of huge bitch. Uh huh. <laughs> big, stiff, huge bitch. There's a there's a clip of uh, him in the the distance, all on the top of a building, while Hulk Hogan's outside in a ring, and like the wall is over there, brother. You can't see him, he's in the distance of the camera, so probably zoom in on him, like, how the fuck can you see him from all the way over there? And he just points at Hulk Hogan. <laughs> and there's a thing from the Adria Pockets I'll just show you after this, where the guy's too impressive, look over there, it's the wall, be careful of their wall. <laughs> what, what is it? You want to fight Hulk Hogan now, do you, wall? <laughs> Anywho. So yeah, that why, did you, why did you go Father Ted there? Because he's Irish. The guy who presents that to everyone is an Irish man. Yeah. Be careful, Wall. <laughs> should we say another mass? <laughs> I love mass. Ted, you forgot your brick. Put it back. <laughs> <laughs> is there any reason for saying another mass? Uh, Father. It's the wall! <laughs> now, now, be Mrs. careful Mrs. there, Wall. Doyle, that's a trash bin. Oh. There! The wall! <laughs> Look at that. We had there, we had ASOS in, we had Sam Beal, Brian Meyer, <laughs> Matt Cardona. Let, let's, let's talk about the time between Sam Beal, and yes, I'm raising the horns to Sam Beal. Fuck yes, man. Sam Beal and... Bitch Myers, man. <laughs> Bitch face, motherfucker. Sam Beal comes in and he's all like, Oh, look, let me back in the learning tree. I can help you, Brian Myers. And then Brian Myers lets his guard down and Sam Beal throws that bitch right out of the goddamn ring. Fuck yeah, man. It was a bit where Sam Beal went to go away and him and a couple of learning guys just hung around at the outside because... Well, they were maybe there because, like, Miss and Morrissey were going to throw some people out there and they were they had to be there to catch them. Yeah. But, and Keith family was looking at it like, why? Why are you still there? Why but, you, you? Brian Myers is gone. You have been eliminated. Why are you all still? It's like you've seen that episode of uh, American Dad where Stan keeps shouting and causing an avalanche, and then by the second time the, <laughs> the animals are like, "Why do we keep grazing here?" I don't know. But don't don't you love Sam Beal? He's alright. Hey, I don't have as strong feelings about him as you do. That man's going to be an X Division champion someday. 
Or a knockouts champion. I don't know which. <laughs> but he'll win something. Or digital media champion. That that fuzzy-haired man has won my respect. Because, <laughs> uh, do you know why? Why? Because he's Sam Beale and he knows how to cut a t-shirt. Because <laughs> he's Sam Beale. I like him. Mm-hmm. He he is he is my my go to guy that isn't really that prominent on the roster. Yeah, Fulton get eliminated. So he thought and was annoyed about that and had well, to go on his own. I'm so surprised <laughs> that Fulton was underutilized yet again. Mm-hmm. Really, and then eventually came to the last few where basically Miss and Morrissey, given that Morrissey was the last guy, in, and Miss was only a few before them, were basically just dominating the whole thing. They were eliminating people, getting rid of. Uh, Saving and people like that, and I actually thought it was going to be a case of Morrissey turned on Moose and eliminates them, but no, it was the other way around. Do you know? I think he played the office and acting. Oh, I didn't mean to eliminate yeah, you, but but do you know, as as the match went on itself, mm-hmm. Brian's ended. Brian was the one that ended up breaking and saying it, uh-huh. but I was thinking it too. What? The fact that Saban was in there and still in there. Oh, yeah, he's still in there. Mm-hmm. And then Brian eventually piped up and went, see if I can't win this, I'm going to be fucking, I'm going to be pissed. You know what I mean? And then I turned around and I was like, I was totally thinking that, man. Because he just wouldn't leave. And I was like, if he fuck-, and Brian was like, if he fucking, if he wins, mm-hmm. if he wins this, if that boring cunt wins this, you know what I mean? Well, what, the even, one thing even, when, if it, even if it meant, like, Shelley comes back and they use the college shot for a tag title shot? Fuck no. The only saving grace was saving being in that match is that he used his own music and it kind of suited him. You know, it did kind of suit him more yeah. than the Machine Guns music because he's too boring for the Machine Guns music on his own. Mm-hmm. Anyway, then it came down to Miss and uh, Matt Cardona for the last wee part of it. And, you know, being a, a boy, Matt, Matt Cardona is one of my boys. See, I worried that when it came down to Moose and Cardona, I was like, oh no, is this fucking silly bastard going to win this? I don't know which one are you talking about. Cardona. I like Cardona, fuck you. I feel, uh, about, I feel about him the way you feel about Sam Beal, but I felt it for longer because I was there in 2011 when he won the US Championship. I've been with him for the whole time. That day. wasn't Matt Cardona. It's the same person, swag off. But like, I, I was there, I was amongst only two of six people who watching WrestleMania 32 actually gave a shit but he won the IC Championship. That was, that was a Long Island Iced Z. Same person, shut up. Uh, Fucking don't look like the same person. He looks like twice the size of that person. I know. I remember watching the match and thinking, he's fucking huge. Like, I know Miss is like, more muscular, but like, not by that much looking at him. I think Cardona looks closer in size. No, Cardona's a beast. I know, because they look closer in size than they should have been. Like, if this was like, like back in 2016 even, this would be a bigger mismatch. But like, so I had a little bit of hope, even though I knew it wasn't going to happen, I had a little bit of hope in my heart to see what would happen. But then Miss speared the shit out of him, and then won his tree trophy. A lot of people, I've seen a lot of people t- talking shit about this little trophy. But really, the trophy doesn't mean much as what it represents. Do you know, I will say one thing about Mark Cardona. He looks like a living wrestling Hasbro figure. Well, I think he would appreciate given he is such a collector of wrestling figures. I know, figures. I know. Because, you see, I'd have been pissed if he'd won. <laughs> I like him. Yeah, but yeah. yeah so Miss, I won. just like him not to win over other people. So when being the basic requirement of winning wrestling matches, when ma- when matches that don't matter, <laughs> when matches that aren't going to annoy me, okay, don't win anything significant against people you have no right winning against, namely Moose or <laughs> Morrissey or Callahan or anyone of significance and impact. You can win against your wife. <laughs> 
I don't think he's going to vote. Well, I think he might make consider he's one in that regard. Oh yeah, uh, she she looked fucking awkward in that digital media championship match and all. Yeah, she did. She did. Uh, didn't he? Didn't he? Um, well, no, I'll discuss that offshore one with you. All right then. Because I, I'm sure, I'm sure. Um, someone questioned the way he lifted her one time. But uh, there was a so like Moose winning. I wasn't against because also I thought him and uh, we, we talked about before him as a contender against uh, George Alexander. I thought, yeah, maybe this will be the way to Moose finally yeah. being world champion. Contender, but not right away. Yeah, but then but then we got into minutes, but then we got into what I think is by even even though there weren't any botches in it, as maybe some other matches I've had. This was my least favorite match of the show. Which one? The tag triple threat tag match. Is it because Lee Baldy built humping fuck nuggets won it? Not just because Lee Baldy built fuck humping fuckers won it. Because in the grand total of the match, the Baldy built fucking bastards didn't actually do anything. They no. they, they popped in a, they tied themselves in occasionally just for lumbering Kelsey. We're still here too, sweet. Well, there was there was some good back and forth between LG and uh, Hikaleo. Yeah, there was that moment, but other after that aside, mm. the rip match was basically. Another, it was basically a tag match between Finn Juice and the Bullet Club. Which we've seen quite a few of in the last month, but with these baldy fuckers on the side of it. And then the most the most basic, generic of tag finishes. Oh, you don't see me, you don't see me. Tip, I've tagged in now, and now I've pinned you. Do you know, I, re- I actually will... And you know I, do, I hate the Bullet Club, the fucking... Good Brothers. Good Brothers, right? I hate the Good Brothers, particularly Belt Humper Boy. I'm sitting here like fucking Mike Tyson. What have the good brothers ever done for us? Nothing. Nothing. This isn't even a fucking Monty Python moment where they've actually done shit. They've done nothing. But that's how I, that's how I feel. What have they ever done for us? But, right, I will give credit to the finish because it was sneaky heel personified, man. Like, fucking, what was it? Uh, gay macho man. Finjus. Justin Finley. Who's the gay macho man looking one? That's just, he's not gay though, he's engaged to Tony Storm. No, I know, but it just, like, the way he comes out sometimes in his pink hat and everything, he's all... You did go for a very macho man looking here. I would have appreciated it more if he came out his bones off. And he... Yeah, but no, he came out right, and it was really quite classic heel finish move because... I did appreciate the move they were doing that led to the finish was that whole, like, you know, the old power and glory suplex splash combo that they did. I loved that. Yeah, I liked that you know, too. I, I loved the... the splash, and then, and then fucking uh, Anderson comes up Taps him on the foot. Mm-hmm. You don't notice it. And say, how, numb it how numb is your? F- I know. Oh, it's, I know oh. you lightly. You alright? Oh, I got my foot issue there. So, I know you. I know you lightly touch, but have you no feeling in your foot? No, just, but did you not feel him? You think like this, like Simon, They think they're going to win. Little tap, and then he fucking does a splash, and then Anderson jumps in and just fucking launches him into that turnbuckle. Yeah, grabs a pin. And as much as I hate the good brothers, that is classic heel finish. It is. But we, but again, it's that class that we've seen it hundreds of times. No, but I, I have a, I have a soft spot for that classic heel kind of pish. You know what I mean? As because it, because it gets me so angry. Uh-huh. I know it's it's good heel shit. Uh-huh. You know like the way like I say about Trey, like uh-huh. I want to hate him, yeah, but I can't uh-huh. because he's so fucking good. Uh-huh. Like, I want to hate the good brothers, but I can't because they're such good heels. I know it's very really easy. Do you know? Do you know? <laughs> if, you, if you saw this, we see them on Twitter. They're fucking real life heels. <laughs> do you know what uh, Brian described Trey Miguel as? You tell. He said he's the Lewis Hamilton of Impact Wrestling. 
<laughs> that's actually yeah. funny. That's funny. You know, I want you want to fucking hate him, but he's too good to hate. I mean, if I give a shit about racing and all that, yeah. I, would, I would give a shit, but I yeah. don't give a shit. He's Brian loves F one, and he said he's the Lewis Hamilton of Impact Wrestling. You you hate him, but you can't fault him. Mm-hmm. There you go. And that is the Good Brothers. You fucking despise them, but you cannot fault their heelness. Mm-hmm. Because that is what you want in a heel. You know you you want to you want to go in there and fucking punch him yourself, even though you'd probably die. <laughs> you know, but you want to go around and go, fuck you! But then you would probably end up like that fan that decided to jump in the middle of a Triple H Stone Cold match and got annihilated by Triple H. Mm-hmm. I've seen that on YouTube, it's very funny. You know, <laughs> Triple H did his classic healing and the guy jumps in and Triple H goes, fuck you! Dead! Like, it's just that I think there was so much other stuff that I had storyline, stuff that had been building that they had in the car, and then. Which in the case, it felt like a couple of weeks before the show, they're like, oh shit, we've not booked anything for the tag team titles. Yeah. Uh, these two teams are feeling, you can both have a tag team title shot and Good Brothers cannot fucking show up on TV. And it just felt like they blew their load too early where they, they had the match of victory road between them and Mac and Swan, the match that should have happened yeah. at for Glory with Swan and Mac winning. And then they decided, no, we'll do that victory road. Well, then we'll just move these guys into a field of the learning tree. And then just like, uh, throw this on the show and then, and, then have this, and then have this finish uh, well classic we've seen too many times and the good brothers did fuck all other than let, that let me ask you this though right and answer me truthfully mm-hmm. if you'd have got that mm-hmm. and Mac and Swan had won mm-hmm. how would you have felt with Willie Mac and Swan as tag champs how would you have felt I would have been happy with that because they would have they would have something credible now. They actually would have done something as a team rather than just be switched for yeah, and he's my pal. What and, if, and the good brothers would not be champions. What have Matt and Swan done to be tag champions? And they've been in exactly. the mix since Slammerse and they were building this feud and then like, oh, we'll build it and they're like, oh, maybe they'll keep yeah, this going but, all the way bound for glory and then they didn't. But their build has been so stop-start, if we'd have put the belts on them, it would have been a nothing thing. And I feel honestly that if you'd have put the, the tag belts on Mac and Swan, it would have been very similar when they put the, the fucking Impact title on Swan. You were so you were so behind him. I, you know, you were so like, oh, I really want to win that, and then he won it, and you were like, huh? I, I just, feel you'd have been the same way with I Mac just, and Swan. I, I, just, I just feel I just feel like there was more of a story with them rather than just like oh, let's on and we'll keep the belts on them because like now what. Where do they go here? Who takes the belts off them? Because I really want those belts off those cunts. Well, what, why why wouldn't Swan and Mac eventually do it? You know, they may be playing this long, long game with But this us. is maybe the biggest show of the year. And they just threw Swan in the battle royale. They had fuck all for Willie Mac. He wasn't even in the card. No, he wasn't. Granted, look, there's, there's a few things that have been wrong in Bound for Glory. There was. I'll grant you that, right? But overall, I think it was a good show. Mm-hmm. I do. It's... As much as the results really did pain me, mm-hmm. I can still sit. And I, I am negative on a lot of the results. I won't lie about that. I'm negative on a fuckload of the results. But I won't deny that it was a good show. I think it was a good show. The matches were solid. The build to the matches were solid. I liked it. I didn't like the fucking finishes, but I liked it. You know? I, I don't see any fault with the build-up. 
with the matches, with as much as it annoys me with the results, I can still see good in the results. It's obviously a world where we kind of differ here, I think, with this match. And then we come to the uh, the next match, which, which from what I've heard was originally pitched as a no DQ match, which given the bill would have made sense, but I don't know what stage it got to where they decided not to do it. Maybe they'll save it for a later time, but the knockout title match, given the whole like the build to like Fiona going to the ranch and then the fight in the contract scene, I think it would have made sense if it was a no DQ match. I, I will jump in when you get hoarse. <laughs> like, I... Yeah. I will say something. Having that stupid, decrepit, slow as fuck, and I might say botchy, old cow, taking the belt off with Virtuosa was the worst fucking decision that could have happened in that entire pay-per-view. Mickey James cannot fucking wrestle a match. She can't wrestle a match. It is glaringly obvious watching Mickey James wrestle. She cannot fucking throw five minutes of solid sequence together. Do I sound hoarse? I didn't even get a chance to even speak. I'm sorry, I'm in. sorry, but you, fuck... I'm, I'm sorry when you get hoarse. Fuck Mickey James, right? She fucking... She done her kick. It was like... Ugh. She done her kick up. She looked like she was fucking struggling to do that. She was fucking pathetic in that match. And she fucking wins the belt. Why? Why? Because she's some impact fucking legend. Fuck Mickey James. And fuck her putting that match. Diona should have won... Diona should have wiped the fucking floor with that bitch. Yeah. I like, I like Diona's outfit. Very Ivan Ooze. She looked, she looked like an octopus. She looked like, like she was auditioning to be the Pope with that hat. Yeah, but fuck Mickey James. Uh, Mickey James, I can basically sum up in that scene when I was sort of family guy where uh, where Lois goes out to the trailer. Who threw out my sequence up? You 43, you accept it. Mm. That's what I thought when I saw Mickey James can fuck off. Uh, like I said to you before recording, my only saving grace, my hope, is that on tonight's impact, Mercedes Martinez turns up and fucking kills her. Or, better yet, the drama king comes out and kicks her in the fucking face. Because Mickey James should, she shouldn't even have a match, she should have the goddamn respect to hand the fucking title back to Diona who, you know, is actually a fucking competent performer in the fucking ring. Mickey James is pathetic. She's all fucking chat, 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 but her in-ring work is fucking woeful. Absolutely goddamn woeful. There was nothing she did in that match that was competent. Nothing. Not one goddamn thing in that match was competent. And for all the fucking people cheering her, fuck Mickey James. And I will, I will not apologise for that. I will not take back from that. Fuck Mickey James. She does not deserve to be holding that fucking Impact Knockouts title. That's my piece. You know, she does not. That was, you talk about wrong decisions on that pay-per-view. And I said, yeah, I don't have any problem with the results. I, I am wrong on my own part. I have fucking problem with that one. I have major fucking problem with that one. You can, there's a bazillion fucking women on that roster that are more deserving of that fucking title than that bitch. Much more deserving of that fucking title. Mickey James should fuck right off. She can't wrestle. She definitely can't do commentary. She just fucking take her dumb old ass 
Back to the fucking farm and fuck off. That's what she should do. So I thought of a video. Uh, well, when I listen to the very shit country song she comes out to, which she sung herself. There's a, a, a thing that Bo Byrne talks about, about millionaires who sing about being from the country and all that. And that he did, I'll show you that after we, we get off this. Why don't you fuck off back to the country, then? But like, he, he describes how these, like, the people, they found these, like, adjectives that just, they just say, repeat the same words better, like, blue jeans, dirt road, simple yeah. adjectives. Like, that's that's what Mickey Jean's theme song is, that's what Mickey Jean's music and yeah, inverted commas is. Where, where, was, where was Scott Demore's fucking mind when he decided to go, oh, that's a good idea, let's get this fucking fully competent double-titled virtuosa and have her lose her fucking title to an old bitch. You ever walk at a match and see a, a, a near-fall happen and you think that should have been the finish? Yeah. Cause like, if you were going to have Mickey win, what they should have done is that point where she kicks the chair back in age on his face, that behind the wrist back. If they were going to have her win, that sh- you should have just had that be the finish because at least that gives Diona reason to claim that, you know, she was cheated no, and everything. Have a lose to a pathetic old cow sitting on her face. That that works. Mm. I mean, they did the whole like double like you know you know like the falls kick out you know the DT and then the yeah I the, seen the, uh, Queen's Gambit. I forgot. You know what the difference was between the ropes and everything. The, the Queen's Gambit was actually pretty competent. Nothing Mickey James did was competent. I did think it was weird to have a whole tournament crane and a, a, a woman who was announced in the number contender for the knockout title like three weeks before Ben for Glory. When you've already got a knockout mm. championship match, but I don't know why you couldn't have Mercedes Martinez versus Dion on this do show. You, do you believe, right? And tell me honestly, right? Do you believe I'm being harsh in I mean, regards to Mickey James? Do you believe I'm being I mean, harsh? I, I believe in some instances because I think Mickey James was in the past good. Did I did I say she wasn't? I said she I, I, isn't. I, 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 well, well, can you let me? Can I finish? I'm sorry. Can I'm finish? sorry. I'm can sorry. Please, can I finish? Can I finish? No, I'll finish. <laughs> I mean, I don't think she's as past it. I mean, I don't want her in this type of position, let alone winning the title. I mean, I don't, I don't like believe in the whole thing as oh, you get to a certain age in wrestling, you should just always lose big matches. No, you shouldn't, but you but, should still be competent. But there are, but like, have her coming in as a legend to beat Dion after this long reign. I mean, I don't know why that's any different to people who are annoyed about The Rock being CM Punk after he held the belt for four hundred days or having yeah. having part timers come in because like. I don't want this to be a long reign. There were, I don't, I know there wasn't as much of a story between her and Mercedes Martinez, but you know, I think, you know, it really, I think it was. This is on partly on impact because yeah, you had done a look dominantly month after month, special after special, beating people. But the issue with the number of women they have in the Impact roster is that while they were beat, having her beat people, they didn't have somebody else, obviously being built up. As the person to beat her, which is where, which is where they kind of fucked that, and not having an obvious full time contender to beat Diana. So I, th- I think if we have nothing positive to say, then we should just move on. We probably was but, that, that, was that I, did I say enough? Yeah, but I think as I was saying though, you know, like I think it's in the fault of Impact for not building an actual person on their roster to take the belt off of Diana all the while that they had her like. You know, you could have done Kimberly. Very true, but could, lim- have, could have built Kimberly up to be a, a contender. Could have brought Sue Young back and not this weird undead braid thing that's on its own. But yeah. you know, but I mean, even though you probably wouldn't have been quite as vitriolic as I was, mm-hmm. do you disagree with my point? I don't. I didn't want Mickey James to win the title. No, like not basically not given the reign that Diana has had. 
Mercedes, Mar- Mercedes Martinez was the one, I wouldn't be affronted because hell no, because she deserved could, it. And she could have built a, a story, a good story around that. And if they brought in Mercedes before, because she's been added to the women's section of the US, so she's officially an impact person. Yeah. I they even took that bird for somewhere cold. What lady from? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean. It's even the fucking, it's the fucking gall of Mickey James and all. Like, see, even before she had the match, mm-hmm. she's sitting there like knockouts, knockdowns, and, oh, well, well, when I win, like, you basically gain the fucking finish of the match away before you even have it, you old skink. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I I think like, I am vocally speaking what a lot of people would have felt in their heart in regards to that match, because nobody wanted that old tool to win. Nobody wanted her to win. Maybe, like... Impact diehards that had fond memories, you know, when she was actually capable in the fucking ring. Would have wanted her to win, but nobody that had any fucking sense wanted that mm-hmm. bitch to win. So, we'll move on to the main event now. I think, again, opinions vary here. Opinions do vary, but... But... But, but, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, earlier on in the night, by the way, Christian, I think, was very good in his promo where he basically said, like, everybody's going to be on, on Josh Alexander's side, so I'll just heal up a wee bit. Where he said, like, this is as well, you'll be wearing that hair because you won't be able to, so you don't have to hear the disappointment from the fans or from your own family when you eventually lose. Yeah. Which was a hell of a lead from, from Christian. It was, but and then very ominous. They took the uh, their time to, to kick the match kind of off. With it, and then like I really enjoyed kind of like Christian avoiding the ankle lock, but then yeah, I don't think he even managed to hit the kill switch at any point. No, he tried it once, I think, <laughs> but he didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Which is so does he protect that finish? And then the way that Josh got him in the ankle lock and then dragged him back in and then stepped over the arm, yeah, and his other arms kind of trapped, so he couldn't probably that he just managed to tap out. Well, if you remember rightly, he'd, he'd hurt the arm during yeah. the match, like I don't know, like cafe hurt the arm, you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, I remember. He'd hurt the arm and. He couldn't lift himself, and yeah. then Josh had him, and and I kept saying to Brian because I was so fond of like, like classic Kurt Angle when yeah. Angle used to grapevine them. Yeah, I used to love that shit. Like the minute Angle grapevined, you knew nobody was winning yeah. when Angle grapevined, and through the match, I kept sitting there on edge of my seat, going, "Fucking grapevine him, grapevine the motherfucker." And then Josh had, and then he fucking stood on his good hand, yeah. <laughs> so he couldn't do nothing. And then I was like, "He's fucking got him, he's got him," and then he went. And he tapped out. He tapped, yeah. and I was I went, yes! Definitively beating him. Didn't beat him with a C4, Divine and Reg, what the fuck you're calling No, him. he made the bitch tap out, yeah, and, tap out. And, you know, I was like, yes! Yes, he's fucking won. Now, can I give my thoughts on what followed? Yes, well, you can. So then, his wife and one of his children, his youngest, couldn't be at the no. show. Can, can we say, very honourable of Christian, he yeah. stood up, he, t- he grabbed the belt out of the referee's hand, he stood up, and he put it on Josh's put shoulder, and he didn't do a Hogan. Yeah, he didn't hang around. He put it on his shoulder, yeah. shook his hand, yeah. left. Yeah, and you know? going into it, the word was all oh, the impact either was just kind of wind down, which I think was basically we all knew he was going to lose. I think basically once Christian Christian losing is pretty much the end of that relationship for yeah. now. And to be fair, well, Good. wasn't really much else they can go through now that the impact have got the belt back. Yeah, but then as it wings away, things they sailed, they're all happy and everything. They he, talk, he, he talked about his family. He even had a wee thing in the promo package of him. Sitting there talking about his dream of coming to Impact and everything, wanting to be ex division champion. Now he can be world champion, do it for his family and everything. And then I, I really thought, like I, I told you this before recording. I thought when his wife and kid came in the ring and he hugged his son. Yeah, I thought, I thought, right, I, think, I, I thought last set locked in. He's won. It's, the show's going to finish. It's going to be glorious. Josh has won. 
not until the impact load comes up are you safe. You're never safe until that comes up. Yeah, yeah. And then with his wife himself coming in, Moose shows up with the collier shot trophy. Ring the bell, spear. Well, not exactly. He comes in, Josh clocks him, he's like, oh, fuck, and he shows his yeah. kid and his wife out of the way, and he, Josh readies himself. Yeah. But then Moose just launches that fucking weird... Uh, the spear. What's he call it? I don't know. Yeah, but he wa- his weird spear at him, but he fucking flattens Josh. One, two, three. three. But, and my thoughts here, seven seconds this match lasted, by the way. Well, match. Yeah, but seven seconds this altercation lasted. Seven seconds. Uh, nearly 50% of them were pinfall. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> <laughs> Get it? <laughs> but, honestly, standing, finishing with him standing over Josh, foot on him, with his son and his wife consoling Josh after he lost Miss holding up the belt that he's been chasing for well over a year and a half after being, you know, having that TNA belt which then retired and everything. He's holding up the belt over him like an absolute bastard. Heel. The ultimate heel, the ultimate heelish act. And I've seen a lot of people online on it. saying that, like, oh, it would have been a good enough, it was good enough just to have Josh celebrate at the end. Yes, I don't know, feel good ending, happy, everything. But your biggest show of the year should then be the end of your of one year and you should be setting up for the year to come. And they've done that. Yes, they, had, they have. They had the hero who the last, over the last year they've been building up for most of it as X-Division champion, now challenging for the world title. He lost it. And then the other guy who's also been clamouring to be world champion, now he's finally found his opening, took advantage of it immediately, speared him when he was when he was vulnerable. I know we've seen that before with Mike Yeah, Magazine, we have, we have. But it's a smart thing to do on Mrs. Park because he's been waiting to be world champion. He's standing over him. He's, everyone's like, oh, you bastard. You pinned him in front of his son. I can't even stress enough. In front of, of his, his son. son. The absolute bastardry of it all. But you look at that, right? You say, like, you start, you finish one year, start another year. That leads Moose, monster dominant heel. You've got people that can challenge him. Like, you've got Morrissey, you've got Alexander, you've got fucking EY if he comes back anytime soon. You've got Eddie, you've got fucking... Ace, you've mm. got Fulton, you've there is so many paths that can take now, you know, so many paths. And there you go, like, like people are like, oh, I hate to this finish. You're supposed to, cause he's a <laughs> bastard. He's meant to be. A, like, people are like, oh, this guy to heal. Oh, he beat up so and so. Oh, I love that guy. You're not meant to. We're not uh, meant to. Even though it's hard not to like heels something, we're not meant to. You're supposed to hate your heels. I love the way you put that. You're supposed to hate him because he's a bastard. He's a bastard. <laughs> An absolute bastard. And then he cut a promo. There's a bunch of promos that went up on on back social media with him and the belt and says, I've been saying it for over a year. And now I can definitively say I am Mr. Impact Wrestling. And now we finally, we've been saying a when's Miss going to be world champion. He's the world champion. Yeah, he is. And then you had Alexander cutting a promo. He was almost in tears saying, I tasted it. I held it. I got it. And now I've got to get it. I'm even more motivated to get it back. Yeah. And then his wife put a wee video up of her in the hotel because him and his wee, her and wee boy put up a wee timeline of his career and Impact. Like, signed. Tie chance. Longest reign. Tie chance. And it was all sweet and goes, you won the tail, even though you lost, we're always still so proud of you, and yeah. all sweet and all that, and now he's the most, sim- uh, now the most sympathetic babyface that Hell he's yeah. got in the Hell company, yeah. and now the money in the chase, and now he's not going to get back immediately, because second night of the tapings after after Ben Fergori, <coughs> they booked a match, I think which headlined the night of the tapings, him versus Minoru Suzuki, and about a month's time or so, when that comes out, 
You should get it fucking watched because that's going to be an absolute match of the oh, year. Oh, yes. I guarantee oh, you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Is but that- you look at it, you've got your monster bastard heel, <laughs> Moose. Your sympathetic, <laughs> technically brilliant baby face, Josh Allen. That, that is money, man. That's money. That uh, is. It's just, I don't know what I'm quoting that from, but that is money, man. Like, I'm not, I'm, I read some things to the teams. I'm not going to say, like, as in, I'm going to say some things to the teams, but they're not. Don't spoil- you ruin it for me. Not, but they're not spoilers, and, and, <laughs> and that somebody's in it. Like, uh, I believe the plan is now for Mickey James to go to Turning Point and challenge Mickey Mercedes Martinez for the title. They've set that up. <sighs> She's going to hold on to it to fucking Turning Point. It's like a month. I think she does have a title match, a title defence at the Tapens, not against Deanna Perazzo, against somebody she, else. Why can't she just do an honourable thing, give it up and fuck off? I don't know, but anyway, she has a title defence at the Tapens, not against Deanna Perazzo, but then we'll get, carry it to the match for the Mercedes at Turning Point. Maybe she'll lose it there. But uh, a challenger for Moose at Turning Point has been determined at the secondary Tapens. Not Josh Alexander, but... So I think, because I think they're going to build to that. Part of me think maybe they should It'll have... Just, sound Beale. Maybe they should have... Maybe they should have just had this... this, 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 this sorry again. Start again, it. Scott. You know, uh, they should have just had the Suzuki Alexander match maybe built on that in the table and then had that turning point as a feature match for Alexander. Who knows? But basically they're going to chase it. Maybe they'll have them win it back at Hard to Kill. Who knows? Who knows? Or maybe have them feed with Morrissey for a bit. Go through Morrissey to get to Moose. Yeah. Somehow, I don't know. But like you said... This has got me so interested in what's going to happen here. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's, it's going to be bitching. And I will tell you something. Mm-hmm. In regards to all things, see the minute the old bitch mm-hmm. loses the belt. Mm-hmm. I don't care who the fuck takes it for I would kiss their feet. <laughs> and praise them for have, getting the respect back for the goddamn knockouts title by taking it off the grandmother. <laughs> who can't move in the goddamn ring. I mean, did you see her kick up? I don't remember the kick up. For the love of God, she tried a, an HBK kick up, then she had to hold on to the top rope. She kicked up, and then she was like, he's a minute, he's a minute, I'm good, I'm good, he's a minute, and I was like, you're no good, fuck off. I'm fucking take her on, man. <laughs> and, you know what? Sorry to get aggressively Scottish there, but... Fucking but, but the more we invest in this whole chase for Alexander, the more that when he actually wins the belt, and hopefully if they're smart about it, when he has when he starts his actual reign with the belt, which hopefully will be a long one, we won't immediately get sick of him because you know we've had that so many times recently. You're so invested in the chase, the chase become champion. Ah, uh, they're not as good as champion. I mean, are they? we hope we don't get a rich swan situation. We, we, we don't. We hope it doesn't rich swan the situation. <laughs> That's it. We hope he doesn't rich swan it. Yeah. So you know what. I know, I don't know. I know some people may not like it. I disagree. I think this is one of the. You know, my brother, even he loved it. He doesn't. He only watches the big shows, but even he said maybe the best ending to a preview he's seen in ages. I agree with you, Scott. I agree. So I may not like it, but I agree with your logic because you've got to have something to follow. What the follow? Yes, it would have been happy moment. Alexander holds the belt up. Then you think, what happens next? Where does it go from here? Well, yeah, there, yeah. Actually, there actually was two happy moments within that sequence. Yes. The one where Josh cleanly stood on Christian mm-hmm. and made him tap out, and that one brief moment where he stood on that turnbuckle and held up that Impact title, and you were like, that belt looks good with you, man. Mm-hmm. You know? And it did. Yeah. Maybe he'll just get petulant and go kill Trey and take the X Division title back. Who knows? So there you go. You know what? It might be even better. No, the April pay-per-view, I don't think we should have Rebellion. I want them to bring back Lockdown. Build all the way there. 
even even if he wins before then, the final culmination, whether Alexander's a champion or not, him and Moose, the final culmination, steel cage match, these two big bastards battling oh, each other inside a cage. Oh, oh, oh. Because you got oh. fans back. I know you didn't want to do it when there was no fans, but now you got fans back. Give us lockdown. Don't do every match in the cage. Just give us the big matches in the cage. Oh, but, but, oh. Oh, but, but, oh, indeed. Oh, but, but, oh, indeed. And you know, when I will say something in regards to our show. Yeah. See, when we were wasting time talking about the dub uh-huh. and the AE dub. Uh-huh. Oh, and I'll talk um, about the time we did. Uh, and next week when we talk about it. It wasn't as fun, was it? When we do our anniversary series, I will talk a lot about our time talking about the dub and the AE dub. And. Just say I'll be I'll be reflecting on that in not so positive ways. I'm not I'm not I'm not going to talk about AE Dub. I'll just call them WCW Mark <laughs> Two. So there you go. Like again, you got to build going forward, and I'm excited because you know I'm interested to see what traders is exhibition champion. Even though we not like him as much, I want to see like, Macklin become a champion at some point. I want to see Jordan Grace establish that women's title. I want. Even though the match was shit, I want the inspiration to redeem themselves and show that they can be good champions and they do have some value. I want to see Josh Alexander's claim and him and Suzuki murder each other. Yeah. And I want to see Moose. What happens? Are we going to get a Moose Morrissey match at some point? The implosion of these massive guys. I was going to call them the Twin Towers, but I can't call them that. No, I For multiple wa- reasons. I want to see. I want to see just how well Trey Miguel will be as an X Division champion. And as and more importantly, I want to see the Good Brothers get their asses kicked oh, by, yeah. a team, by a more deserving team. Oh yes, yes. And also, I will say, I would like. I would very much like to see. Uh, and I know this may be an offshoot, if you will, but I would very much like to see Chris Bay back in that X Division hunt. Yeah, I think him and AOP, I think he, AOP and uh, Hickley were and featured together on the Tabins following, so that's AOP's at least sticking around for the Tabins. He might not be around for much longer, but he's at least around for the Tabins, I think. Who is that? AOP. Ah. And, and Hickley as well. So Is Hickley a New Japan guy? Yes, he is like, he was like a young lion. He was brought back early from his excursion because of the pandemic, but he's been right. kind of slowly but developing on the US show. And so neither Fantasmo or Hikaleo or in yeah. any way associated no, but, full-time with Impact. No, but because also the Bullet Club connection, obviously, and yeah, Nick yeah, Fitton yeah. at Chris Bay's in Bullet Club. I, I think if you, want, if you want to have any kind of solid foundation of Bullet Club and Impact, you're going to have to find some way to find more Bullet Club-worthy guys, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. That's gonna be a thing that, like, often in the, past, in the past there has been that where, like, when they were in Ring of Honor, you had, like, your Bullet Club... US main guys and you had your guys from mainland Japan like Adam Cole and Cody were kind of new US guys because they wrestled more in the US than in Japan yeah. you can have those guys like an ELP uh, Crispy but that, I, I've been saying all the time bring back Ishimori I want to see Ishimori <laughs> and, and, and I want you to see Ishimori I, I want to see him because you seem so excited about him <laughs> I feel like that guy in Bloody Simpsons you always say that I want to take a chance <laughs> maybe it collapsed on its own <laughs> Collapsing on the seven. You always say that. I want to take a chance. Even if it's just for one night uh, and he challenges unsuccessfully for the title, bring back Jay White. I want to see Jay White challenge someone for the world title. Yeah. I want to see Jay White beat up Mickey James just for fun. I don't like Mickey James at all. Really? Well, you really kept that to yourself. No, I didn't. <laughs> Sarcasm, man. I'm you know? a huffy child when it comes to Mickey James. I don't think she's good in the ring. I don't think she deserves to be holding any kind of fucking title. I don't think she deserves to grace her ring with any of the impact fucking faithful. 
Maybe Johnny Swinger, but he'd kick her ass too. <laughs> yeah. Fuck's sake, even the fuck, even the Swingerellas could beat that boot up. You know what I mean? I think we we got a lot of time before we even talked about impact, but we spent a lot of time talking about impacts, both positively and negatively, with Ben for glory. And let's just say, to round it off, a lot of stuff, a lot of possibilities coming out. Yeah. And I think that's the mark of a good show. Oh, I would definitely, I'd definitely say so. Wait, it leaves you stuff when you think in the fallout. Oh, I want to see where that goes. And that goes, oh, so-and-so didn't get to win, but now he's still in the vault in the mix, so I want to tune in to see when he does win. So are we going to do our thing we do with our Fraser episodes? Yeah, yeah, let's, let's do that. Where are you, Where is your are you, is your thumb up? Is your thumb I'm not in being, the middle? I'm, well, let's see. Unfortunately, it's not a double thumbs up, but it's a singular thumbs a up. A singular thumbs because up, Because I yes. wasn't a fan of... There were some botchy matches in the undercard. I, 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 <laughs> not as much. I am not as big on the Good Brothers retaining it, but everything else, like I said, I found a way to be positive, especially the outcome of the main event. So what singular thumbs up for me? Singular thumbs up for me? Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for that knockout title match, it mm-hmm. would be a... Thumb and a half. Thumb and a half. Mm-hmm. But, you know, despite Diona Perazzo, the virtuosa, mm-hmm. carrying that grandmother, mm-hmm. she still won. You know, I'm actually happy that... They, you know what, I want to see... Maybe not while Jordan's holding it, but maybe later on. Eventually, I want to see Jonah go into the digital media title scene. Yeah, last year, mixing up more gender-wise, because yeah. really, even if she like beats Mickey or he beats uh, Mercedes Martinez down the line and wins the belt, even then, she I think she's more than done enough for the title where it's getting to a case where like, she's looking for somebody to probably dethrone her like, because she's even outgrowing their own, her own title. So I think it's nice to have another option for her to be dominant in or to mix it in with. Yeah. I don't think she's going to be in the Nuggets title scene every time because she's not a she's not a character that's built to being much of a team unless it's with you know Matthew Rewald, the drama king. No, but I mean you could even see uh, Deanna in X Division's hunt. That would be interesting. You know, you very much could. I mean, you've already have Flatnose win the world title. You know what I mean? So you could easily have Deanna. And the X Division. I mean, you've had Jordan in the X Division. Diona technically won the X Division before uh, Rohit went. Oh well, this wasn't actually a X Division match. You know, I'm glad that she's got this kind of inner gender belt. And she can batter men now because uh, I was so because <laughs> I was so annoyed. I'm still annoyed about that she didn't actually win the X Division. Yeah, yeah. I know Brian is as well, but oh yeah, yeah, Brian's pissed about that. Maybe one day. Who knows? <laughs> oh, Some- can you imagine someday? Can you imagine? Jordan Race winning the exhibition title and then herself doing option C. I don't fucking love that. That would be the fucking best. Do you want a fuck, uh, Jordan just fucking muscular as fuck on option C, bitch? Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna. That gets you excited, doesn't it? Impact is awesome. No, I I don't I wouldn't be against the front door with AEW even open. Here's a fantasy scenario for down the line. Just even if it's just for what, a month, like it's for the main event of a. Go on then. Of a. What is your fantasy scenario? Yeah, Josh Alexander. He's he's world champion again. He's not just winning. He's it's down the line. He's had a successful defense. He's all celebrating. Yeah. And who comes out to confront him? But through the forbidden door, taking a wee peek, you see through the forbidden door. Hello. He's the uh, pal Ethan Page says a wee pop through, and says, "Hey." I brought you into Impact. I made Josh Alexander fight me for that belt and then Josh Alexander I don't need you. Drop you on your three heats and retain the title. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, Drop Smiley Boy on his fucking head. Go, <laughs> go back to AEW. Go on. Go back to your bloated roster, you smiling gimp. <laughs> I like Ethan Page, though. He's a nice man. He is a nice man. Into Power Rangers and all sorts, so he is. Uh, 
and he he almost fought the Green Ranger. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. Well, uh, go back, go back to AEW, Karate Man. <laughs> but uh, I think we should just wrap it up there. Uh, we mentioned before, next week will be our four year anniversary. We're just what, gonna, what? We're just gonna get drunk and shoot the shit. What's the difference between other episodes? Well, we'll both be drunk. I don't know. Done I'm, I'm not drunk. I am. I am a little inebriated and a little, a little opinionated because I don't. I really don't like Mickey James. I should just be our tagline, or even your tagline, just inebriated and opinionated. That'd be great. I know. Do you know? Though, I will tell you something else. See, even when Mickey James was in the WWE first time round, mm. I didn't even like her. Then. Can we just shut up about Mickey James? Everything. Why do you? I'm trying to talk about it next week. I'm oh. done talking about Mickey James. Okay, I'm done talking. about... Hey, Eldorado. Shut up. <laughs> But yeah, next week, four-year anniversary. I can't believe I haven't killed Paul either. I can't believe he hasn't either. <laughs> maybe, I'll, maybe I will at the end of next week. Tune in to see if I actually kill Paul. <laughs> like, like Stewie and Lewis. Tune in. Who's Lewis? Lewis. <laughs> Stewie and Lewis. <laughs> Tune in to see if Scott will eventually break to peer pressure and have some wine. I don't want any wine. Have some wine weed. Anyway... Or weed and wine. Shut up. <laughs> we'll have our rich, whatever anniversary next week we'll talk. I want to talk about some stuff that we talked about in the past and why it wasn't so good. And I will be, I will be reflecting, even though I don't remember some things, because I, I try not to listen back to myself unless I have to. Can I talk? Uh, can yeah. I? Can I? Can Just I? Shut up. <laughs> I, I would like to go back on our previous episodes too, like yeah. where our greatest podcast or confectioner Asia, you know, Maybe try and go back and listen to our very first one and see, oh, no. see how... Because okay. I'm going to do that before our anniversary show. I am going to listen to our very first show. How about this? When I come up next week, we'll, we'll start drinking as we listen to a little bit of our first show because I'll need alcohol if I have to listen to that. Yeah. And then we'll talk about it on the But the remember, our very first show that we did in an actual studio. Oh, feels like forever. Yeah. We'll give it, will we give a little shout out to Greg? Yeah. He was cool. He let us use the yeah. studio. Hey, Greg. Bet, do you listen to us? The equipment that we kept forgetting how to turn on and yeah, to make yeah. sure it He was a good guy. I like Greg. It wasn't whether it's fault that studio, to be fair. I'll talk about that. It, it was nice, though, you know, sitting there with the big mics and yeah. all that shit and the, the crappy little room behind me. Which one week we had to record in. Did we have to record in that little crappy room behind you, the studio? One, well, one time. Do you not remember? I don't recall us ever recording that. Well, I was, gonna, I was about to tell you what time, but I'll tell you next week. Yeah, do save it for the anniversary show, man. Yeah, no, we'll absolutely save some fun for next week. Yeah. We'll be we'll be sponsored by wine, by Milky Bar, <laughs> by Iron Brew Extra, and by Kenstis Club Tobacco. Kenstis Club. <laughs> Kenstis Club. See. Scott's sitting there with his milky bar and his iron brew. I'm sitting there with my wine and my tobacco. But then the following week, and we're going to... Zigzag. But then the following week, we're going to do a wee retrospect of another impact-related thing. It's uh, the history of the X Division Championship, which uh, we're telling you to these events because that's right, so I can remind myself to do some research because I know we did... It won't be as... We won't be separating into parts like we did our, uh, our like impact retrospective and everything. But uh, it will still be a lot, basically compared to the last title we covered, which was the light heavyweight title. And there'll be a lot of laughs. Ha ha ha. Probably thought of some <laughs> matches, like some of the early team matches that we can look at. But like, look, trying to think of like standouts from like the later years is a bit more difficult. We can we we could talk about Ken Shamrock's sideburns. He was never in the X division though. 
No, we can talk about them anyway on our <laughs> anniversary show. Because, you know, we'll talk shit anyway, so we can talk about Ken, Ken Shamrock's sideburns. I was about, Because I was going to say Ken Shamrock and sideburns, I nearly said Ken Burns. <laughs> but that may be because I've drank more than half a bottle of tonic wine now. So. I want to do like more stuff to do with Impact and Fraser that aren't just the ones that we already do, like the regular reviews. Because ah, also, yeah, yeah. eventually, maybe after the exhibition, one, we'll do our first episode of Ecletic, Ecletic Escapades. Oh, 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 on our anniversary show, we could play a live game of Fraser Opoly whilst we talk. What is Fraser Opoly? You know what Fraseropoly is. My Fraser Monopoly. You, you have you have Fraser Monopoly. I will, you must show me this when we are done. I will. I will. And do you know I found out something very, very curious about my Fraseropoly. What? Do you know that game was only made for casting for a casting crew? And I got it on eBay. Somebody from the crew probably wanted to sell their copy of. And I have their copy. And there of is Fraseropoly. You didn't know I had Fraseropoly? Maybe you still be ages ago, but my memory's crap. I will Thanks. show you again. There you go, that's what we'll do. We'll be playing the game as we talk, but every so often we'll be preparing stories from, are, the, from the are podcast. You, are you going to be a Niles, or a Martin, or a Fraser, or a Daphne, or an Eddie? I'd like to be an Eddie. You can be an Eddie. I want to be an Eddie. I want to be a Niles. Good for you. I, uh, so yeah, we'll play, we'll play the game while telling stories of for the past four years. So, and talk about the ups and the downs, yes. and the many downs. And we will mention some of our good friends that we have had over the years on the show, like our good friend Craig, who I today just wished a happy birthday. Oh yeah, it's his birthday at Tame Happy I'm birthday, a, Craig. I miss Craig. <laughs> I miss Craig too. <sighs> and he then, was a good man. He, he was he was the sense and amongst our craziness. I remember him not being as much about sense, but uh, that's a whole other story. But like, but like I was saying, like... After we do the X Division, because I want to do some impact stuff outside of me, maybe do some impact reviews as part of a uh, like uh, from the vault and everything. But maybe I think the week after we do the X Division retrospective, we should do like our first episode of Eclectic Escapades. Yes, yes, we've been talking about that for a while. Do you know what I think our first episode should be on? I thought we already decided. To... What was it again? Oh, I said I wanted it to be the uh, the Guess Who Maris episode of The Simpsons. Ah, oh, cool. Yeah. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say a Bugs Life. Well, that could be episode two. I always play a post or a stick. A s- uh, the, the broom, the pole, the stick. The splinter. splinter. You're a well walking stick. No, it's funny. It's in my eye. Uh, and we could, we could also do one of my favourites, Perfect Host. We'll get to that eventually. We can, we can talk about Warwick. <laughs> well, you hope, if you... But before you let us know, have you been tuning in recently to the show? Have you been here since the when those weird people have been here since the beginning? If and you're if, one of those weird people, I like your style. You, you are kind of weird, you know. And if you've Am been, I? Sing, are kind of weird. Oh, oh, okay. You are kind of weird, and we uh, we appreciate your appreciate, efforts. We appreciate your sticking around. And please tell us what why in God's name kept you around, even. Even I, you, even I find some questionable episodes. There are some questionable episodes in our back catalogue. It's my crazy madcap nature. That's what it is. If you want to see some of those questionable episodes in our back catalogue, or some of our history from the past four years and our previous anniversary celebrations, go check it out in our back catalogue on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbean, any good Android podcast. Leave us a wee like, rating, review on your platform of choice. And any anyone who wants to, you know, comment on the Twitter page and. Let us know if you've actually been a listener since day one. At SP Rambling or tell us on our Facebook page, facebook.com or slash yeah. Rambling Or let me know personally at scottclair 1986 on Twitter. Or, or message our newest platform, Rogue underscore Opinions, on Twitter. 
But for any anyone who comments truthfully and faithfully that says I've been a listener from day one, yes. I I will I will have a a singular shirt produced. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now I'll find some way to send it to someone. That's what I will do. Yeah. For our four year show, I will have a shirt made for someone. Or at least a button. <laughs> a button. A little button. A little button. A little button. Yes, a little or a little hat. So yeah, that'll be... And I mean that, a, lit, a little hat. So I think things may get a bit crazy next week as far as the... Like, and not as, as in overly drunk, as in just we just will say random shit. Scott will drink a bottle of vodka and paint his nails. No, he won't. <laughs> Before Paul tries to peer pressure me, I think we're just going to wrap up Into this. Into vodka or nail paint? Both. Before you peer pressure me any further, let's just end this... What is maybe a beautiful glory review that feels like a million miles away now. It was. It was in there somewhere. It was in there somewhere through the weeds. <laughs> Try and find it. I shouted at Mickey James a lot. We... We credited Trey's in-ring work. We credited, even though a lot of people were very down on it, we credited the main event because it, if you think about it, it's fucking good. Yes. He may be a bastard, but he's the world champion now and he deserves to be. So now that... Well, you said he was a big bastard. He's a big fucking bastard, but he's our bastard. He's our world champion. And you know what, fuck it? We're playing Mrs. Team Song. Moose. 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 Moose.